Hello, everybody. And before we get into this week's show, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for sponsoring us. And let me tell you a little bit about them. The Second Print Comics Podcast comes out every Wednesday. New comic book dance run by two great guys, Mark and Remsel. And what I like about them, they're genuinely funny. They have a great chemistry, and they actually seem like they like each other, unlike some other podcasts you'll be listening to in a minute. And with that, they talk about a lot of varied sub subjects. This isn't just, you know, the books that came out this week, or they, they talk about anything, anything comics-based. And I really enjoy it. And what I've come to kind of enjoy about it, they're like a documentary type deal. And, and the best documentaries are definitely the ones that you say, well... I don't know if I'm going to be into that subject or that, but then when you go and watch or listen, you realize, oh, my God, I, I love this. And that's something that they are able to do each week. It, it's actually pretty incredible. The idea that you may look and, oh, and when you listen, you're, you're in there. You are so into it. And this past week is a good example where they end up going and deep dive into Warren Ellis's Stormwatch run, uh, you know, back in the whole Wild Storm universe, Jim Lee. And the thing is, it's not just a issue by issue type review show. This is talking about what led Warren Ellis to become the writer on Stormwatch and, and how he ended up changing it around and then leading eventually to the authority book and things like that. And it's really, really good. And like I said, it ends up being something where you're like, okay, I'll give it a listen. And then the next thing you know, it's over and you want more. And then you have to wait till the next Wednesday to get more on something else. But it's really, really good. And for reasons that you'll hear me talk about in a couple minutes, I've actually been kind of bedridden a bit. And I've even gone back and re-listened to a bunch of podcasts of theirs because I've heard every one. Now I listen to it every time it comes out and I've gone and re-listen. And you know me with my attention span. If, if that's something, if something grips me, it's going to grip anybody. So go check them out. Again, it's the Second Print Comics Podcast. Look it up, Second Print Comics Podcast. You type it into whatever you're listening to now and check out all of the new shows that come out on Wednesday. And also go over to their Twitter at Second Print Pod. Also that at Instagram. I'll say it again. It's at Second Print Pod. Also go to their website, secondprintcomics.com, and then go to their Patreon account, which I am a patron of theirs. So again, I'm a cheap man. This should mean something to you. I'm a cheapo. Patreon.com slash second print pod and check them out. I'm telling you, Mark and Remzo, they will make you a fan. Instantly check them out. And now off to the show. People of Earth, how are you? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode 337. I'm one of your hosts, Jim, and I'll be joined by Eric in just a little bit for a show that is full out future state. Now, with that, we're going to be talking all future state. If you haven't noticed on the regular feed, we ended up having a Friday night show this week, and we're going to continue to do that, talking about for these next couple months. 
the idea of any book that isn't future state we're going to talk about on Friday so that the whole podcast will just be future state with the whole event deal going on. But just to give the little shout out, that means that this week on Friday, we talked about Batman Catwoman number two and Deceased Dead Planet number seven, the finale to that. So if you didn't realize all that, go and look on your feed right before this episode. You'll see 336, and that'll be what I call the Friday Night Comic Club, what Eric calls Thank God It's Friday, what I also call Friday Night Tights. We, We don't know what's going on. Weird out loud. It could be anything. It could. But check that out. In the meantime, you could also... Go and check us out on Twitter at Weird Science DC. You could also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where a bunch of people do reviews, not just myself and Eric. You get a little bit different opinions on some things, and it, there's no like edict by anybody. I don't sit there and say to these other reviewers, you got to give a score like this, or that's too low, or that's too high. We don't play that game, but go over and look at that. And also you can go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science to get the whole weird science, get fresh crew beep boop experience. And with that, you'll end up going over there because the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop ended up picking two books this week for our Patreon only spotlight. And they are future state of mortal wonder woman, number one and future state Shazam. Number one, so after listening to the four books on this here podcast, you can go and get the complete future state outlook, you know, through the lens of the weird science to go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And there's other things involved over there. A lot of comic stuff, Marvel, indie also have a manga podcast that actually just recorded with my man. Luke Hollywood, we did the elusive samurai chapter one, a chapter that just came out on Shonen Jump. As I speak, or at least a couple hours earlier, it wouldn't make sense as I speak. But with that, too, we have to give a salute, a salute to what we do like to call the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Here is the roll call. We got Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby. Cisco, my man Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, he plays hockey, does Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Ace of Spades Productions, Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Manship, I hadn't heard from him in a while, he got a hold of me, he was going to get his edibles, he told me, so who knows what he's doing now, Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton, Edom, Pete, my man, Pete from NYC, you, you got their uh, vigilantes, Mark, Trying to think of things now. Uh, my man and our all man, Rob Lewis, Brandy, Murray, and Double Aaron. I'm having problems. I'm having problems and still got through that pretty good. And a shout out to the all time Reggie. Boom, boom. And uh, without Eric, I end up getting nervous and things like that. Now, there, there's a little bit of things that I want to talk about real quick. And it's nothing that I'm going to try to push or anything. But 
this week I was I got a positive test for COVID. I have COVID right now. And I'm going to mention, I did tell everybody on the Patreon already, uh, I feel like crap. And so I, I want to point out that if for some reason a podcast does not pop up in the next couple of weeks or so, it's because I'm not feeling very well, but I'm planning on everything going to schedule. Uh, but even so, I start talking for like five minutes. I lose my voice completely and get so tired. And just as the shout out to everybody out there, I mean, I, I legit, I have COVID right now and it sucks. And I said this on the Patreon deal as well. Please just just be safe, even if you don't believe in it, if you think it's some crazy you know, conspiracy or whatever. I don't know, because I don't feel good. And if it's a conspiracy, this conspiracy is kicking my ass right now. So everybody, just be safe. If it's not for yourself, be for somebody else, you know, everybody else around you, the people you love and people you don't even know. Because I'm telling you, I've only had it for a little bit, and I, I want to get done with this and never, ever have to go through this crap ever again. And I know that a lot of people listening will have already gone through it. And yeah, there's. I, I think that one of the things with it is that you end up having so many people react to it differently and have different symptoms. And you get enough people that are like, oh, man, I added it wasn't even as bad as a cold. Now, this uh, that I'm going through is worse than a cold. So please just be safe. Just again, for everybody, the people you love, don't know, whatever. We should all love each other. Right. We should all be one, one in the planet and the universe. But yeah. So with that, I'm going to go off and me and Eric are going to be going through a bunch of uh, books, including the Future State Next Batman, Superman. We got the Nightwings and the Catwomans and all that, but we'll go there right now. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. How dare you? Jim rings the bell. How dare Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Oh, yes, here we are, Eric. First section of the books, and this is a future state kind of deal this That's right. week. Uh, because we ended future up having state weird science episode number 667. Right. 752 is what it is, and we ended up having a Friday show. If you're not aware of that, we ended up having a show on this feed with the Bat Cat book and the deceased finale. So if you haven't listened to that, go check Penultimate. that out. Yeah, no, no, you oh. thought it was. I, I think you thought it was. it was like there was like five issues left. There was not a maybe a series left. And in fact, I think there's probably about six issues left, but we'll see about that as we go. But we're here all future state all the time, Eric, right here on Dave TV, Are you in a right? Future state kind of state of mind? No, I'm not. I, I'm getting depressed, Eric. Very tired. Very tired. <laughs> like, this is every episode. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed and stuff, tired. Hello, and, and I can barely stay awake. So I'm, I'm going through all so this stuff day. there. And uh, yes, and I'm reading these things, and you get these issues, anything over what, eight pages? It's going to start getting to me. But. These oversized issues, especially this next Batman and the Superman Worlds of War, 
uh, they're extended in my mind. And I, and we have gone through this deal the last couple of weeks. We've really enjoyed the backups. And, and it did even continue this week. If you would go over to the Patreon and listen to our immortal Wonder Woman, we like the Nubia backup and we've, we've been Nubia. digging the Nubia. I'm digging the Nubia. We've been digging the backups yes, more then. and more. We have <laughs> what we, what we got. Um, last couple of days. Then we get to these books and you have multiple backups and then everything falls apart. And I said it the first time we talked about the next Batman, that by the time I got done the book, I was in such a bad mood that I was worried. And what I should have done is went back and reread the next Batman story, because by the end of all this nonsense, I either could barely remember the next Batman or I just had a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing. Uh, But I, I end up with all these where I need to get, you know, some story from the main book the main story i need a batman story that's gonna wow me and i need a superman story that's going to wow me and they're not doing it and i i can get away from the idea of batman because me and you were talking and it kind of dawned on me a little light bulb went off like you know what i really don't need a ton from the next batman because we're not going to continue with him in the main continuity deal except for we're going to get a john ridley digital first prequel type deal that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like philip kennedy johnson we're going to the superman books with him writing so if i'm not liking what he's giving me here i get depressed but the batman i am going to ease off on because we're just going to go back to tynan's run anyway so this is just its own little story going that's right give jace a break man, but you I, big w- I might but with that that's why and i'm trying to get in that that state of mind here because i think that's why i like some of these others like I'm, I'm reading and we'll talk about the catwoman later even with ram v but we're doing its own little thing and i'm giving it a break there or we have nightwing that i think is really good my book of the week spoiler alert eric but I, because there are these things going. So I think that this next Batman, because it was so hyped and because everybody was going on and on about it, I did kind of hype it up myself in my mind, expecting it to really, really wow me. Like by the end, I, I would think, boy, I want this Batman going on in the regular deal. I, I don't, but I think that I like it a little more than what I thought at the end of reading this. And you, you helped me out, Eric. You helped me out. And we're going to go. I do that. We're going to go I'm into this now, right? And you have the blurb. So you hit it, my man. Future State, the next Batman, number two, written by John Reddy, Vita Ayala, Paula Sevenberger, with art by Lara Braga, Nick Darrington, Arif Prianto, Clayton Callis, Aniki, Trish Mulvihill, Becca Carey, Rob Haynes, Emmanuel Lupacino, Wade Von Grawbadger, Wade Von Badger, and John Calise. The next Batman is on the hunt for some murderers, but will he survive the hunt when the magistrate make him the hunted? Beyond Batman, we see what a magistrate holding facility looks like when Cassie Kane gets locked up in her quest to find Bruce Wayne and is reunited with Stephanie Brown, who has been in deep cover with the bad guys on her hunt to find Barbara Gordon. Finally, we have Catwoman and Poison Ivy teaming up with a robot named Dee Dee Prime, who is the key to taking down her creator, Dax Dilton, the man behind the magistrate's cybers. It's just too bad Gotham City Sirens have to show her a fun ladies' night before she'll do it. Oh, my goodness. When I got to that, you know, siren story, I, I I guess because of the cybers, it ends up meaning something. But the way it plays out and the way that the tone and everything with it, it just goes on too long. It's a little too jokey for me. The the deal with uh, Stephanie and Cass, I actually ended up, you know, eh, we'll see. But this next Batman, like I said, I kind of eased up a little 
as we go into this because again he is the batman it's jace we know that this is revealed in this issue he's more of a street level batman now the idea of the semantics of that you said you like that you told me you like that and i'm starting to well, see what you're saying we have this gigantic bat family and all we're doing is dealing with this big bad empire the magistrate and stuff like that but then you have the next batman tim fox jace whatever you want to call him He's just Jace. doing Batman stuff and pretty much doing almost a Batman year one where he's just trying to stay away from the cops while doing a Batman thing. This the problem is the cops are the magistrate and they were shooting to kill. And I just like the idea. And on top of that, the idea that obviously Tim Fox has done something bad in his life and the idea that he is putting a target on himself in the process of doing this by becoming the Batman. He obviously has a lot of guilt over something that he wants to make up for in the long run. My big problem, though, is that Batman is dead. They Everybody thinks that, uh, you know, so everybody's going around. You see in a lot of the Bat books, you see Batman lives, you know, spray paint on the deal. The funny thing is they're trying to play that off, but also then having the next Batman. And the thing that gets me is that Jace, who does want to kind of get beat up a bit, he does want to take some damage. But to put on the mantle of Batman in this five years later future state magistrate type deal, you seemingly need to be doing it for a bigger cause. I mean, if I'm there and I put on the Batsuit, even with, you know, Nightwing, Tim, they're not doing it because they're going to go and and do stuff like we're going to do it. The battle for the cow nonsense. We're not going to go. We're going to go and in in remembrance or, you know, this is what Bruce would want us to do. But to put on the cape and cow in this situation, in this world where the magistrate has gone out and announced we have killed Batman to do that seems like you're doing something bigger. And then when you get into this book, Jace isn't doing something bigger. He's more of a street level deal. What I would have liked to have had instead of him being and you you nailed it right on the deal with the year one. I would have liked to have seen him kind of going around made up suit. The idea that some people like, oh, this is some crazy imposter. Now, the people in the know know that this is an imposter, but nobody just walking around town would now know that this isn't the Batman, except that he's out and it's been announced he's dead. And I think that's a bigger story. Batman's good, good, good. No, you know what I mean, though. Me and you are walking down the street and we see a Batman fighting the magistrate's forces and doing a pretty good job. I mean, he's going through them. You would say, oh, my God, Batman's back. Batman's back. Yeah, yeah. And the magistrate then would have to really up the ante. Now, you see it. so bad, death wouldn't take him. Or they were lying to us. We're going to pick it. Like, the idea of him being the Batman full out. Obviously, we're going to go if you lied to us. Me going crazy, death wouldn't take him. That's how awesome You go ghost. I think the magistrate (laughs) lied to us. But you're not even getting that. Like, you see where, again, in the Nightwing book, when we do actually see Peacekeeper 1 and you see some of the machinations that they're going about and trying to get Nightwing in the Resistance, they're not really, it's not, this isn't part of the story, but yet there's Batman in it. So it has a weird disconnect already with the other books. Now, you get a a kind of connection later with Nightwing, but with the people and with the town and with everything, but the only ones you're going to show who are having a big problem are, are Chase's mother. Because that's oh, the thing. That's the big force thing, too. She's going to find out that her son she is Batman. She is behind Nakano's plan yeah. of no more mass because of what happened to Tamara Fox. But it's going to break her heart more than Tim Fox already has in his youth yeah. when she finds out that all the stuff that she's doing and her oldest son is going out there being a mask. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like to in this where – the first I'm, one was I'm let's sorry, play. Yeah, let's play the game where we're going to pretend it's Luke. Now that it's out of the bag, Luke is gone. But I'm sure we're going to see him anyway. But still, 
Well, what it's, was the other one? He's off with Grifter right now. Well, yeah, he would be because he wants to get the hell out probably because his brother's Batman. But you, you have all this going down. And like I said, you, you, you know what you say that the, uh, the funniest thing in my mind now for the backup of Dark Detective would be the idea why Luke Fox needs Grifter to get out of town is because his mom has found out that Tim is Batman and he doesn't want to be around. Yeah, he doesn't want to be around. Shit's going to hit. Shit's going to hit. He's like, I'm not going to do that. But so <laughs> you have all this going down. And like I said, that's my biggest problem here. You have. A kind of a smaller Batman story that with this, you know, Jace taking up the mantle, trying to, you know, go from his past sins, trying to get people and help and whatever. And then you, you have the magistrate, but it's not big enough for what this is, a Batman who's back and maybe inspiring a city that has lost a Batman. And so you're playing both sides and it just doesn't come out as important to me. As I think it should. But once I get in tune with the idea that you're doing, like you said, a year one story. But with that, I'd also want to see him kind of getting beat up a little, kind of learning how to do things because we've never seen him train. That is what we'll probably get in that digital first there down the line. But you end up having a Tim slash Jace as Batman, and he is fully capable. He has the the money behind him, but is that the Bruce Wayne money, and how is he getting it from his dad? How is he funneling it? Well, again, we say he has the money behind him. We don't know how much he has. Yes, he has a really cool new updated Batman costume, but for the most part, his tech are burner cell phones and a motorbike. Again, though, that's the problem with me, is the idea that you go big, but then small again. Everything kind of is a juxtaposition with his cell. He blew his wad on the costume. Well, the costume definitely costs some money, but yet he has burner phones and a motorcycle so it, it ends up it's going to be big because batman but, but not that this is a dirt bike yeah it is it looks like dirt bike motorcycle there with the, the whole batman but so it, it ends up kind of pushing and pulling what i what i'm trying to get from this this is a big thing it's the next batman but it doesn't seem as big to the magistrate though it should he has tech enough but not enough and also he's well trained but we've never seen that. And that's I think that the biggest thing that people are having problems with is the idea of how easily and even that you could have a scene with Peacekeeper one where you see that oh, Batman, that's not Batman. He got beat up. He got shot right here. He's just and all that stuff going on to say that's just an imposter. We'll take care of him later. Just something well, to let me is, know. I'm sure Peacekeeper one knows that it's not Batman because they have. Bruce yeah, but Wayne. I know that. But the. I want that in the book, and it never really happens. You don't see the people in the streets going, hey, man, you hear the Batman's back? They didn't get him. They were lying. And so you're just kind of hanging loose a little with this and looking into two people in a hoodie that we saw the last issue with some, you know, facial recognition things that we thought some were red. We thought it was a red hood mask, but it's not. Yeah. It probably shouldn't have been red. That kind of gave us, or maybe that's kind of the cliffhanger. It's such a weird idea, though, because going back to the first issue of that, you had that weird break in the story to go to Detective Chubbs and her former, you know, Detective Whitaker. And the idea is like, hey, you know, Whitaker, I heard some things on the streets like, you know, this person's going around and helping criminals out in their first score, but the problem is, like, when they when this person does this, they can go and do this crime, but then they have to leave town and never do it again. This is what this weird person One you know crime. about that Whitaker and like Whitaker's like, you know, I'm doing batting practice. Leave me alone, Chubbs. So we have the idea now that with this person 
Whitaker has been helping people commit crimes, just one crime. And when we have this couple who are wearing the red polygonal mask to make sure that you can't, you know, do facial recognition on them, they beat somebody to death. And this whole turnabout, it's like, it seems like it's a weird take on the Whitaker story because we're not dealing with Whitaker in this except for the weird connection to these couple. And it becomes this weird personal gray area of this because Batman's whole concern in this issue, besides just staying away from the magistrate, is tracking down these murderers and who beat this guy to death. And while they do have the masks on so they don't have facial recognition, Batman's tech person, Vol, seems to be able to just pinpoint exactly where they because, are based on, you know, movements. And that's the, like, well, that's yeah. the funny thing is you have facial recognition that can't get that, but you still have cameras that show you walking down the street. All they have to do is look to see these hooded people. He just says, I looked at all the cameras. They're walking down the street. They went here. And that's what it seems to be. But yet, I even thought it was based that, on some kind of movement recognition. No, I think like the movement the, was they, they were walking down the street. Like, they have all of the security cameras. That's why you end up having Batman go into that restaurant and get the security footage. Again, you don't see their faces, but you see where they go. And he watches it and says, ooh, they look like professionals. But they're not. And when we get to it, it's just a couple. Well, even, the thing is, they could have looked like professionals because Whitaker wanted to make sure they looked like professionals. Yeah, but that would be me and you putting on hoodies with a hammer and a bat walking down the street. But also, he ends up fighting them later. And it's like, this one's capable. Uh, yet, no, that just seems to be a mother of, of a girl who got lost. It's a very weird play with these two, with the idea of uh, I'll give you one crime, you know, and – Whitaker's deal seems to just be giving the masks because there's not much more. Well, no, they, they made sure, you know, they could find where this guy was. The well, idea I'm of the saying, though, but with that, it's, it's not like he made them military, you know, paratroopers or anything. It looks like he just hooked them up with some things. But even when Batman's fighting, I was like, oh, this one's got some some spunk to them and they can really fight. This one's got weight. But I'm like, it, it all plays out of just a couple whose daughter was was taken. And, and it's a real weird idea to take this down this road because it becomes a, such a weird gray area. The idea that this couple got together, paid Whitaker the money to make sure they could try to get away with this to find out where the guy is. But the guy that they murdered was a freaking predator online, a catfisher who lured their daughter away and hasn't been seen since. But yeah, I can't pin anything on the guy because he covered his tracks. But they personally know that this guy did something to the daughter. They don't have evidence, but they know. And they beat him to death. And the idea that Jace now has to stand back and think about the idea of justice. Does it like is does this guy deserve this? And like based on the idea of like, you know, it seems like we have a flashback where at some point Jace might have, you know, killed somebody. Well, it looks like he was know, probably a drunk over. driving thing and ran over somebody and then ran and didn't help the person, let him die. And he's trying to, you know, help it out. That's like that weird deal. But yeah. So and they're like, you're Batman. You you know how this is. And I'm like, well, you kind of know Batman's dead or maybe they're not real interested in the news. But still, you have all this going on just to have Fake it news. just to have it be this couple who wanted to kill a guy because it, it's just such a non like future state. Y- you have a story that was probably and I heard that it was this was going to be part of the run of batman that was going to start where jace was going to be the full-out batman even at that point might have been you know his brother luke but you end up where then the magistrate just shows up at certain point shoots and then they leave so it just to me this doesn't feel well, as that's the big. thing is we end on this whole idea where you know where jace is contemplating what he's going to do with this couple like whether the justice was served or not or they are just sociopathic murders stuff like that and during his contemplation he is confronted by the magistrate who want to take him down. We got peacekeepers, we got cybers, we got drones, and it looks like Jason's going to be fucked when we get back to issue number three. That guy looks so much like Deadshot too. When they went, I'm like, ooh, but yeah, you have All that right. going Floyd on. Lawton came back. He He's does look like he now. looks like Floyd to me. But even that, <laughs> at the one point, you have Chubbs and like, hey, 
Excuse me, everyone. There's a dead body over here. Eh, we don't need no dead body nonsense. Woo. But that might lead you to the mess. So supposedly it looks like that's what they did and looked into it. But, yeah, you have Nakano kind of saying, well, you know, we're cleaning up the streets. And uh, I just at the end, between these two issues, I'm still not getting enough to be really on board with the next Batman or anything going on here. Because the first one, we saved two kids from the Bing Litos. These are These are nice little things. In a long run, in little asides, in a long run of doing something, but in four issues that we're going to have, I'm really not getting enough to pretty much justify some people buying this book that's eight bucks. And so I agree with with that. This was by itself. I'd actually be even happier with it because I don't care about the backups because the backups are doing what every other bat book is doing. We're dealing with the magistrate in this weird convoluted timeline of 2025. You don't know when things are happening month to month before or after, but you have all these things. And I, that's why I like the next Batman because besides for him running from the magistrate, we're not dealing with it. And well, that's the problem. Like a, a, lot of them, a lot of them are dealing with the magistrate, but from the one side to the magistrate, I need to know what the magistrate thinks about they just seem to kind of randomly show up to stop Batman. They're not that concerned, but yet they're they're pretty much setting up in the Nightwing book full out task force with multiple teams to take down Nightwing. I know that they know this isn't the real Batman, but it's out there as a symbol. It's out there going and it's they're not playing with that. And I think that's a, a misplay, especially in a Gotham that would be desperate for a symbol like a Batman to return. And I would have went fully with that. Like, what do you think? You're a symbol. We're going to take you down. You're Night not the Batman. Not enough and just keep him going. Not for the people of Gotham. <laughs> they're, they're like, keep him Bloodhaven, asshole. We're in go Gotham. So. <laughs> they're just yelling. Hey, there, go. But I just, I need it. <laughs> Gotham's a jerk. Here's the only way I can really explain it. I need John Ridley to make me feel that this is as big as it should be, especially in this future state. I like what he's doing in a story here. If the magistrate and this, if this wasn't future state involved, I would like it. I actually wouldn't mind it. I'm going to say almost the same thing in the Superman book, but we're in future state where we've already seen shit going really bad. And the idea that we see Batman lives and all Batman for Batman. eh, And now there is a Batman. And even in the Nightwing, it's kind of an aside. Hey, you hear there's some Batman guy around. Yeah, I'll get to that later. Uh, But once we see Batman with Nightwing later, now I'm in and I like it. But even then, because of what's going on in this book, you have to admit that when Batman shows up, next Batman shows up in Nightwing, they dial it back down a little. Like, oh, what are you about there? Next Batman, well, there's this girl who was at, like, you go back to the street level stuff, and instead of like, what the fuck's going on with you being Batman? But overall, I like this better than the backups because the backups oh, yeah, that's to me. Thing. When we go to the backups and just dealing with the, like the the magistrate holding facility, we just got Cassie Kane arrested, and we're freaking you. Know, I thought I her. was arrested. I thought I was in freaking solitary, Eric. It didn't last forever. I am right now. I'm really sit down in the basement I all day, right. all I'm, by yourself, I'm all the time. I'm I'm not allowed. No, no, no. The thing is, this is what you normally do. It is normally what I do. But a doctor's order. So you end up with all this stuff going down. And the idea when I heard, and I I told you because you said at one point, where's that Batgirl? It's like we were so excited about this and what it was going to be. And you get Stephanie and Cassandra Kane. They're going to be the backups, but they're not. They're in jail. You end up white hat, black hat nonsense throughout. White hats, black coats, oh, Jim. Yeah, the thing is, I didn't actually see this the first time I read this, but the magistrate detention facility, Gotham City, several years from now, day one. I just 
Why can't they just lock in a timeline themselves? But in their that's own the books? thing. That doesn't mean several years from you know the Batman story. It's just several years from us. Yes. And that's the thing. They have locked down in a timeline that they kind of released, but still, no book is ever saying 2025, 2020. Why? Why aren't they saying the time? Why aren't we getting that timeline? It's confusing everyone. Because if I'm reading this, I could go, especially with what's going on in this, that this is several years from that 2025 because shit doesn't make sense a lot in this of what we have seen. And so it it just drives me nuts where you have, you know, Cassandra's going down, dead man walking there. When you have in this whole thing, because you have this facility, you know, chopped right in half on the left-hand side, you have the villains on the right-hand side, you have the heroes that they've collected up. But everybody's pretty much just getting detained and thrown in this holding facility, which I'm just saying, that just sounds like a powder keg about to explode. And by the end, you'll see that it actually does to a degree. But even when you have this, you have Harley Quinn and the Joker in the same cell, I'm like, they seem fine about it. I don't know why. Even it looks like freaking you know, even uh, Cheetah's getting a piggyback ride from Killer Croc. I'm <laughs> they like, like I having games. I don't think you're locking these people up the way you should. In my Killer mind, Killer Frost least. and Zaz. I'm like, eh. I'm telling you, the piggyback ride. They're just having chicken fights there. They're, they're That's the thing. Is, King Shark? Don't lock anybody up with King no. Shark. Nobody, nobody. Hey, there's Jason. Gorilla Grodd and Jason Blood. Jason like, Blood, who we had an issue with, like a lot of times with Jason. But with with all these things going on, and there's where you said we were wondering what was going on with him. But at least at this point, he's just in jail, Eric. But you have all these things going on, and it it's supposed to be a wow moment. I think as you come in, like, hey, what's going on with her? I'm first up, baby. You know, all these things. I'm like. Eh, you have such great lines as Gorilla Grodd. She's barely big enough to be considered a primate. Weak. No, then that trash talk's weak. You gotta oh, get your Grodd. And, and Grodd's real Never small, change. isn't he? He's isn't so he tiny. small there. Look how tiny he is. He looks smaller than Jason Blood. He is. He he's smaller than Jason Blood. He's talking trash. Seriously. So you, you go in and this guard's like, Yeah, if we could figure out who you are, we we pay a lot of money to get that, and I'm gonna put you in a cell with somebody that we don't know, and, and we're gonna go. And it just happens to be Stephanie. Now, throughout all this, you can be led to believe that Stephanie Brown in there is running the show, she's paying people off all this. We see that by the end. So is that kind of the deal of how she ends up having Cassandra start off? But there's this big dupe and, and everything's being played out in such a long, drawn out way. So over dialogue and so much nonsense to get nothing. It drove me nuts. I'm not a big fan of Vida Ayala's writing. And it continues here because Cassandra must have went through some real major voice therapy, speech therapy before this. Because, but that, but why do we get like all of a sudden, hey, you don't talk much is what Stephanie says at first, but then she starts yapping and can't shut up. No mention after that. By the end of Batman and the Outsider, she was talking pretty well. Not like this. This is full out. We said that we were upset because she said like two sentences. This she is just I suppose it would be too much to expect. I spoiler that somehow growth, who has Jim. sunk so low would do such things. I don't know. I guess she had a lot of time when this whole future state went to hell to just sit around. But even so, do you get a good Cassandra from all that talking? Do, well, no, do you, the thing is about this because we don't know anything about her besides the idea that she wants to find Bruce Wayne. That's her mission. She's going to get locked up to do it because she needs to find information. She hears that it's below in a sub-basement below solitary. But we also have the idea where she comes in because she is just thrown off because she is very single-minded to what she wants to do because she needs to do this for the resistance, and in her mind at least. But Stephanie Brown being here, she is just a known traitor to the Bat family at this point. She turned her backs on everyone. She's working with the villains and stuff like that. Just to come to find out, this whole idea is 
Stephanie Brown has been in deep cover under Nightwing's orders for the Resistance to try to embed herself with the bad guys mm-hmm. to find out as much as she can about where Barbara Gordon is because she was at a, she was at a loss being spoiler or Batgirl whatever she was going at at the time because Barbara Gordon they was kidnapped said, yeah. she's missing and she needed anybody she could to find them but the Bat family's kind of scattered doing their own thing and you know Dick's too busy running the Resistance to really help her out so it's like look I want I want to help you Barbara means a lot to me obviously. This is the way we're going to do it. And this is pretty much, it seems like, like Bruce Wayne, the idea that he's below this, you know, facility. It seems that Barbara Gordon is too. And I know that she's the Oracle. She's the all seeing high of the internet and is always there for everybody who needs her. But when you see her for the single spread for, like page that you have in this, where she's all hooked up to wires and stuff in her brain, I'm like, I think you're taking it a little bit too far here, no. Magistrate, with what you think bad, like Barbara Gordon is here. Yeah, and um, the other thing is I don't think Bruce is below. I think they were mistaken. I think that they just went in. It is actually just Batgirl who's below, especially what we see later in, like, the Catwoman book and things like that. I think that they heard, you know, and they even say, like, we think he must be under there because if he's alive, he's there. I think that well, the big play is. even when we get to the Batgirl book later on, he seems to be being moved out of the city. And it's like, you know, what, he had to be held somewhere all this time. I don't know. I, I don't think book. he was ever here. I, or else I think they would have. They show Batgirl. So why show her? I think that the play is they think that somebody's down there. We think it might be Batman. And it does end up being, you know, Oracle Batgirl yeah. with that. And, yeah, so when they're going to go down. But. It just takes so long. You you end up where you have almost like seven pages of Cass going and trying to pick fights with people because she wants to go into solitary because that's where she's going to end up, you know, trying to make her way below and things like that. It goes over, over, over. And then finally in solitary, then you see that Stephanie is involved. But pretty much by the time you get to that, I, I'm already so bored with this. And then you have the wraparound where now Stephanie has to explain everything she's done and what she has set up to make this big riot so that, you know, they can do what they're going to do. Well, you kind of want to know if you're a Stephanie Brown or a Caspin what they're up to in the future. Yeah, but I'm saying you're not really getting anything. What the, What is Caspin doing? She is in a prison trying to get into solitary. We know that she's there undercover, but this story is 19 pages long. And it's well, about three that, pages have, of story. We have Black Lightning here, too. They're talking in code in the yard about what they have found out and stuff. Like, is everybody, like, still doing, like, weird deep cover stuff in prison to try to find all the stuff they need to and know? And the big thing is to, to be clever. Like, oh, Stephanie's got everybody needs to give her, you know, a favor because she's been there. And how long? I don't know. But with all this stuff going down. Like I said, there there are different things involved with telling a story. If you end up having, you know, through some action, through some deals, a lot of this is them just standing there talking, just telling you, and it just gets boring. It gets overly talky and boring where you basically are just peeking into just two people talking at the time to set up this big deal for them to get under you know, the cell. And the big thing is, oh, my God, Barbara's under there, but we have to wait for the next issue to even get that. This is all just that setup. And it's it's what Vidala always does. Instead of making, you know, the story be told through art as well, you just get people standing around and overly talking with each other about what they did or what they're going to do and never really get to see what the deal is. And, yeah, they end up fighting. And, okay, that's okay. But even with that, it just we kind of get the idea even before 
they do. And then I was just bored by the end. Uh, this is one of my least favorite backups that we've had, and it was the one I was looking forward to one of the most. And it no, bored the me, shit out of me. the idea of Batgirls, I wanted to see Batgirls in the future, not in the future where Again, Steffi, like Steffi Brown's been a traitor for a bunch of years now. But, you know, a but that's agent. intriguing. But you, you, you're told after the fact. And like you said, this is exactly your deal. We want to see Green Lanterns, and we get them without rings. You want to see this character, they don't have powers. And now we want to see Batgirls. They're not Batgirls. They're just prisoners in there. And we're not even getting like, oh, my God, we're going to see a lot of the inner workings of the Magistrate. No, we don't even get that. We just get these two characters talking back and forth about their plans and what they're going to do and what happened. But it's told in a way that you don't even need a comic. Just write it out, and I'll read it on a piece of paper. Because I didn't get anything from it and was bored. I was so bored. I thought that when we got to Barbara down below, all right, there's our cliffhanger. That's a pretty, oh, we still have to go on and where they're going to, you know, a couple more pages. But the same thing for me with this ladies night out with the Gotham City Sirens. I Like I said, it, it must be important for the cyber story. But boy, this just felt like a lot of nothing. And it felt well, like something up the world a bit more of Gotham and the idea that they have love bots, essentially, that for people in 2025 and Dex. Again, though, this technology. also feels like, again, like it's 2070. It's like way in the future. We got the love bots going on. But I don't know this character, the guy who's making it. So I can't really get Dilton, that Dilton, involved. I mean, Dex, Dilton. Yeah, I don't really care about that. And it, that's why it steps back a little. Oh, that's the magistrate's guy with the deal. And, and then you have the love bot who's upset that he's engaged now, but wants a night out because she's been watching a bunch of, you know, comedies and Sex in the City stuff. It seems too goofy for me to really care about or to it go forward with. It is goofy for doing here because the whole idea is like, all right. We need to take down the freaking magistrate. And by doing that, we're going to show how bad Dax is to the world. So he gets separated when he goes public with his company later on. So that he's going to have to get removed from the magistrate. We'll be able to take down his cybers and stuff. But in order to do that, we have to show this lady cyborg or just robot a good time. And let's go dancing and drinking and go hit on some guys. I'm like, wow, this feels like the, almost like the bachelorette issue before the, the, the and, bat and, wedding for what it was. And with that, when you're in a next Batman book, it should be a little bigger. I mean, you're paying for this, but also these future state stories, there's no real reason for one of these stories to not really mean something or at least not give you anything. Like you said, you get a little bit of the world, but the love bots and that there's these, you know, where we like the Nubia story where you had the gods bar and the mythological bar where they go. I don't know that I love Slam Bradley's bar as much. Um, speakeasy, but it's not even that fun. And you go, well, that's the thing is, I wanted the speakeasy to be fun because even the idea when we go to the secret bar that you have to like, you know, pretty much climb up a skyscraper to get to. Most people are used to flying in. This is a place where mass bad guys, good guys, whatever they are, can come in here and just you know find uh, some sanctuary from the outside world for a while. You got a demon freaking doing the like the bouncing out fun for whatever reason. You go inside and it seems that everybody in there are just a bunch of posers. Who are just like yeah. Robin and other things, and like they don't actually like. Do they have superpowers? I don't know because yeah, I was there was told like you a, need to have some kind of superpowers. A Nightwing light, there. right? And and you're going through all of these. And my biggest problem with this, as I'm reading it, is <laughs> Catwoman felt so off. Didn't feel right. It felt right in like an animated series type of thing, maybe. And that that's what, what I would think. you know about that. Well, I'm saying that it just felt like it was from a cartoon. Is what I'm saying. I watched. The Mask of the Phantasmus, Eric. So I am a cartoon guy. That's I ended fine. up telling you that. So, but with that, you're going through this, and it, it just it didn't feel like it was really happening in in this future state world. And uh, Paula well, Paula Sevenberg, and I think is involved in some of the 
the all ages things and maybe even the animated stuff. Well, and that's it, the thing. Even like Catwoman, I felt felt at least felt more right than Poison Ivy for how we're dealing with Poison Ivy presently. Poison Ivy doesn't do anything. Well, that's the thing is she is back to the whole idea that we're going to take down Dax Dilton because he is an eco-terrorist with all the stuff that he's doing and like off of his technology company. And she, this is why she wants to do this. She's more, like all she cares about really is, but she is just back to being like the gal pal of Catwoman well, to a degree. here's the just, deal. Because she doesn't have anything to do with her. I mean, she barely even uses any of her powers here. Selena's walking around just stealing jewelry out of nowhere just to do it, to laugh about it. And they, it felt like a different universe. Like I said, it felt like it would be like a cartoon type universe with it, even with this pleasure bot. And they're trying to go with that. But yet you don't go too far with it when you end Batman up having the, when you have the pleasure bot. And it's like, yeah, he touched me at one point And he said that I'm like. Either go full out or don't even mention it because we kind of get the idea of what she is because they don't even go with it. And then it's not even a thing like normally you would have this where Selena and and, uh, Poison Ivy, I don't know what I went by, would be so upset about. You know, even though she's a robot, she's being taken advantage of. She, but they, they kind of just brush that aside and then go on with their capers of let's have a fun night out. And it just doesn't even work. Well, we for have me. to because this is what Dee Dee needs before she's going to help them out with the information that ha- she has on. Dex no, Dilton. I know that. No, I'm saying at one point, like he touched me and he did things like, all right, we don't want to hear that. Let's go. And they don't well, even. That's what she was built for, Jim. Yeah, but she, that's the thing, though. It's it's brought up like that you didn't have to go that far and then not go that far it was just a stupid thing to bring up and the whole idea of this is just ridiculous it's nonsense it it is ridiculous story that i sit there and if anybody told me oh man do i have to read this lady no why would you have to read this at all and so you're you're not having fun but then you you seem to be wanting to give a message but you don't and then you're just left with characters that don't feel like any versions of themselves except you know, the generic version, like you said, with the whole Poison Ivy, she doesn't even do anything. She's just going around. They're going to stop him. Oh, my God, with this. And it just felt ridiculous. It just the felt like thing, a nothing though, when, story. When we're trying to get away from the main heist from Dax, like, you know, from Dilton Technologies, when they're doing the stuff and they think the police are coming, it's just a protest outside. Yeah. And they're all going to get away. But Catwoman sees the police, you know, beating down some, you know, an old man, a young person, stuff like that. So she's going to intervene. She starts getting the crap beat out of her. And then Dee Dee shows up. This really threw me off because Dee Dee comes down with like off the top rope with a flying elbow kind of thing. And then later on when they call her DDP, I'm like, oh, my God, she's Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not that fun, though. (laughs) It's just, yeah, no, I'm talking about the idea that it was just funny to me. But if you had this whole thing with the the DD Prime, I know we're not going to because it's just a two month future state deal that we're doing. I don't mind the idea of a robot woman superhero who's obsessed with television shows, and that's the main idea where she wants to. Yeah, it's, it's Seriously, a trope, no, wanting no. To become what human. it is is you have the sirens, and, and Harley isn't in it. She's a robot Harley. That's all she is. She's being abused by her guy. It's just like Joker and Harley, and she's obsessed with the current or even past pop culture. That's all it is. It's a play of I can't have Harley in this, so I'll make a robot Harley, and now we're going to go with it. Even at the point where she ends up having those tentacle like. 
the, you know, the gizmos the come out yeah. of her and wrap around the gun. I didn't know I had it in me. I actually laughed at that. <laughs> that was so stupid. Well, that's but even that, too. look even at her. She even looks like Harley. She, well, she has know, the Harley look. I think she looks like Algorithm from, you know, she Teen does, Titans back but in it's 2015. Still just, in my mind, I would have liked the play because I'm telling you, it's just Harley. It's Robot Harley. I would have liked the play of that even being mentioned. Like, I don't know why we're, you know, but she's, we, Harley's gone. She's good now. Or something like that to go like, yeah, we can make this work. It's like, weird. I never got the Harley impression when I was reading this whole thing with how she is. Well, that's what Harley does. She talks about the current, you know, pop culture references and TV shows and acts, you know, funny and is a girl who's trying you know to what get Deadpool away. Does? And, yeah, but yeah, that's the problem that people say about her. But also you have a person who is controlling her, saying he loves her and then doesn't really care and is kind of abusing her. It's it's just Harley. So at the end, I was like, yeah, I don't need this. I don't need this. And Slam Bradley running the bar. And he's like, yeah, I've done some bad things. Yeah, you have, Slam. You're awful. You're an awful guy. You're more racist. He's more racist and sexist. The the way they play this out, it's like, ooh, who did he kill? Pretty much everybody's brains is what he did. Because he got shot several times in the back. He's dead. Slam Bradley is dead, and maybe Slam. even Selena Kyle. Slam Bradley is dead. Even though that can't be because we have a Catwoman book. If you're going to do, and I, I just want to point out, if you're going to do the whole deal with Sam, use Shorty and all that too. Get them all involved. Have them all there for some fun. I but, don't know why you want Shorty, but I have a problem with Slam Bradley. No, I'm saying have them with them. If you're going to take care of one, just take care of the whole deal. And nobody dead, brings Jim. Nobody brings them back. He just disappeared. He's um, dead. But uh, with that, what did you give this overall? I ended up giving this a 6.8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the bat- the next Batman story. And I wanted some. I got some stuff out of the cast and Steph, the Batgirls book. It's just, just not as much as I would have liked because you don't really get the Batgirls out of it. But that last one with Ladies Night with D.D. Prime, while I like the character D.D. Prime, it's just there wasn't a lot of stuff going on with this third backup, uh, the second backup, except for just some goofy stuff. Then it felt weird for the situation that we're dealing with. Yeah, I'm going six, six out of 10. Uh, I was kind of bored with the whole thing. I do like the idea, like I told you, that if I look at that next Batman as even take it away from the full out future state deal and just deal with it as a next Batman story with Jace that it was originally going to be if 5G came out, I can, I can like it a little more. Just the idea though of a Batman being in future state at this time frame should be bigger to the universe that they're in than it seems to be. And that throws me off a little. But we're going to go to the next book, which has its uh, problems as well, Eric. These backups, again, just kill me. Future State Superman, Worlds of War, number one, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Brandon Easton, Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad, and Jeremy Adams. With art by Mikkel Janine, Jordi Belair, Dave Sharp, Valentine D. Landro, Marissa Louise. Gleb Melnikov, Travis Lanham, Saeom, and Hi-Fi, and Gabriella Downey. For this oversized issue, we're heading to War World to see Superman fight all gladiatorial-like for the thrill of Mongol. Or at least that's what you'd expect to see from this issue. But instead, you see that Smallville has become a haven for weirdos, tourists, and the Church of Krypton. And you get just as much of Superman in this as you will on the cover. Beyond that, we have Shadow Norman doing stuff on War World, Midnight are doing stuff on War World, and the new Black Race are doing stuff on War World. Maybe next issue we'll actually get some Superman. Yeah, is this the rural juror? Oh my god, the thing is, I was so mad at myself after I wrote this. I'm like, you have such a hard time saying War World, and you just put it there 17 times. Yes, exactly. Well, 
You end up having Philip Kennedy Johnson is going to be writing the Batman or Batman Superman and action comics. He's going to be on both. He's taking the place on both books. Of Brian Michael Bendis Isn't coming just back. The first four, or and is that somebody else doing the no, first no, four? No, no, it's the art doing the first. He's on it for the long haul. Okay. The artist is going to change after the first arcs. But you end up with all this where you're going to go into this. And I said this on our you know, Patreon spotlight uh, this week. The idea that a lot of these books you're going into and these new writers that are going to take over the things, you want to see what they have and, and the ones that are on the books that will be continuing with that character. And I haven't been that impressed with most of them. And Philip Kennedy Johnson seems to be stuck in a rut that very much. And he said that where people hope that everything that came out was going to wipe clean the Brian Michael Bendis nonsense, he's come out and said, no. I'm going with his story. I'm going from that. I'm not wiping anything out myself. And so he's going to go with that. And the problem is, I think he's coming into this in a future state. That's this future deal. You can play a little around. And it seems like he's doing what Brian Michael Bendis did in the Man of Steel miniseries. He's showing up to prove to people, look, I know Superman and I see reviews and people talking in the slack of, man, he gets Superman. He gets Superman. This is, again, this idea that I don't need to see that Superman's a good guy and saves people. We know this. Everybody knows this. What I want to see is what he's doing in Future State. And I, I don't want to need... see why we're redoing the 1989 story of Superman on War World fighting gladiatorial like with Draga. And so we may just be doing that, but maybe it's something a little different. But even so, we've already we know that Superman, just as readers, I know that you can say, well, the people on Earth wouldn't. But we know as readers, that's good enough for me that Superman is not on Earth. We already have John as the future state Superman in multiple timelines, all these things spelling out. So, so I don't need to see a gathering in Smallville where they're talking about all the times that Superman saved them and where he might be. What I want to do is see where he might be and is because he's on War World. There's no reason to do this nonsense. And pretty we'll much even talk about like, you know, why he left Earth and stuff like that, because we know he's on War World doing so like, you know, fighting in the, the Coliseum and whatnot. But like, it seems like he's been gone from Earth for a long time. What did he originally do to like, was it back in the day when he like, you know, exiled himself? Is he doing that again in this or we're just rehashing old stories of Superman? Because because it just seems out of like out of nowhere that nobody's talking about. Yeah, he's gone. Well, why? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's dead. I think he's alive. I think he's dead. I think that he left us. And so you have all this stuff now. In the meantime, what you see with Superman is playing coy as well. Because when I'm looking at it, he's a little got the sexy, hairy thing, though. But the colors are muted in a way that What's we can't sexy, tell. Thing? I'm saying he has hair on him, Eric. But th- oh. is that also that he might also be anti-lifed up still uh, because we can't tell because it goes in a weird hue that might be why he's there it might be something directly from you know death metal and things like that no i'm saying you can't tell when you look at that skin it does look like it could be a little scaly that could be dirt that could be hair you don't know because it's in a different hue you're getting a weird play on the colors there in red like that that we don't know if maybe he is still got that where he said to wonder woman it doesn't matter what happens i'm always going to be like this i don't know but that's just something i want to know we saw at the end of death metal that he was fine when he was giving that speech to everybody after the the multiverses repo i'm saying but then you get a future state which changes things at the deal and that was remember we didn't know that that was real that stuff at the end we said that that end was sergeant rock saying and i bet they're gonna have a party and love everything and whatever i wish i was there but i wasn't so i don't know what's going on with him or like you said then what is it that would cause him 
to leave his son. Well, that's the interesting thing. That's one of the things I wanted to see more of. Not have you know this girl Sadie come to Smallville and get the runaround because she is a refugee of, of of Metropolis and stuff like that because of what John did. Actually, a lot of people are, but she's come to Smallville to pay tribute to Superman, like a lot of other people have at this point in time. And like everybody's going to sit down in front of the Superman statue or the little like you know the keepsake that they have here. We're going to tell Superman stories. And she's getting a little pissed off because nobody really understands but her, which seems very self-centered to me, why Superman was super. Yeah, you guys got your stories and you've had your ideas about this, but apparently Sadie thinks that her idea is the best idea. He was the best because he was Clark Kent, because he was still super, even though with or without powers and stuff like that. And she goes off and then like, there's not much to it. You do go to a war world situation for the last two pages. I'm like, I want to know more. I don't need to see how bad Smallville has become because Clark Kent made a terrible choice by telling everybody who he is. So now it's a tourist trap haven. Like that's very disappointing because that goes along the lines of the Brian Michael Bendis. Like there's a thousand stories you can tell. I'm like, yes, but they're all bad. And they like, you know, here's Smallville, the tourist trap full of weirdos in the church of Krypton. Now there's people who are laying about hippies as far as I'm concerned. And I'm like, I, I want better stories than that. I also want a story that has Superman in it. Like the idea of this, my, I want to know why he left Earth. Like, is it because John, like, you know, like that's the thing. I won't know what it is until they talk about it in the next issue, hopefully. But we know that John is there as the Superman of Metropolis. While his dad is away, Superman, well, John will not play. He will be the, no, no, he's not going to play. He's going to be the Superman. He's that's messing he's up. Go. That's what he's doing. But, but with that, you're going to get all these people sitting around and, and you're in the future world here. We have, you know, a couple of years, whatever, that we're in the future and we're, we want to know what's going on. What's And yet instead we're flashbacking to, you know, the past before this where everything was fine. And everybody, oh, Magog, oh, this, oh, that. And it just ends up seeming like this is philip kenny johnson going look at me i know who magog is oh look at me because it's that that's not giving you it. that would be like the next batman or any of these sitting there and for their whole story remembering the good times you know you have nightwing is like yep i remember when me and batman fought vampires they didn't eric that was tim but still all this stuff going on it, it just what are you doing with this why are you showing that people loved superman and to me, this is him trying to give, you know, it's almost his, you know, job deal of like, uh, I'm going to go in and show them that I know Superman so that when it, I come back in March, they're going to go, oh, remember, he knew Superman. Well, uh, of course, you should know Superman. I don't need you to convince me. And I'm worried already for his run because he is more involved with setting up the world and the scene, but not enough. It's just, this is his deal. It's almost like he said with Hush. He did that Hush multiverse deal, the dark multiverse. And he did his own story that didn't really give you much of anything that you would get from Hush to that. But yet people were like, oh my God, he he really world building stuff. So with that, people are saying, oh man, all those people that love Superman, all that, but you're not giving us a story. You're giving us people sitting around and talking These about people Superman. Are weirdos, and I have no idea how anybody in this group knew her name was Sadie at the end because she never introduced herself. And then the freaking lady who's hosting the whole thing, Terry, she's like Sadie as she gets up and leaves. But that never happened. She never introduced her name. I went back trying to find out this girl's name over and over again because I didn't know if she meant her because I'm like she didn't introduce herself. What is this all about? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that maybe I don't know. It looked like she's Mind like readers. Uh, White Martians, like- Jim. Did look like I maybe I thought maybe that main lady with the white hair, like maybe she gave the instructions for her to, to find them or to get there or to go. And because it did seem like they were waiting for her. Like, this looks like the right place. This is this is come on, pull up some grass. 
pull up some grass. They've been smoking that grass, hippies. But yeah, they so all yeah, have. yeah, yeah, ruined and, Smallville. And again, did. though, then you have like, oh my God, Philip Kennedy. He yeah, knows that there's cannabis farmers. Like, he knows that there's other Kryptonians. Like everything seems like. Why are we watching this? Why am I reading? I want to know what's happening with him on War World, not what the people on Earth and how much they love Superman and trying to guess what happened to him. Show us what happened to him. But yeah, so all that. Please show me. When did Mongo get another War World? Because he keeps going through those things. Well, you know him. That's his deal. Anytime there's any I sort of some more possible war, war anything. stole it from him. Yeah. So yeah. So then you end with a couple pages, and I love the art. I think the art looks great. M- Michael Janine there is is kicking butt. Um, but a lot of it he doesn't have a lot to do. And I say that he does. I mean, he makes these you know flashback things and all that of how these people are saved. They look great. It's just not much of a story going no, on. That's great. And then you get to these backups, and the backups again. I, I don't know how or why you're going to tell these stories and be so boring with it when you just have this opportunity to just have some fun with this future. And it's well, not right even the idea of it being dark. You, yeah, you Charlotte are. Norman jumps in, he boom tubes the war world, and right away they tell you this takes place after Sodom, uh, like you know, Superman and Metropolis number two. I'm like. Well, shit, now I have to wait to see when the hell that is. But now we have Shiloh Norman on World World. And, you know, we're getting the idea that the mother box has been recharged, which means Shiloh Norman's armor and powers have been recharged. So he could actually cut loose a little bit more than he was in that uh, Metro- uh, Superman of Metropolis number one back up. But he doesn't know where he is. He has to go and figure this stuff out. And I want to know if you would ever... Do you see the Kryptonian like language that they have on the mother box talking here at the beginning of this little thing? There's there's actually a cipher out there you can match that to real letters. Would you ever try to figure out what Motherbox is saying right no, now for no, these Kryptonian uh, letters? In, in fact, you just told me that and I got pissed off. I get pissed off that you're gonna play these oh, games. It's a real language. I don't care. So is Gorkian. I just made that is up, it, Eric. I'm gonna make it now. Gorkian is out here. I wish I had a funny, funny return. It it's more Gorkian. Oh my, you jerk! You're jerking. Is what you are. Yeah, like, like again. I just wanted to let everybody know because I'm I was not going about to show Klingon up. either. There, there are Kryptonian ciphers out there, so you can match up the letters to now, what these Kryptonian symbols are. You are you sure? Because are, would you re- be real pissed off? You match these up and it, it well, first off, it's going to tell you to drink more Ovaltine. But if it doesn't, I matched up you? a bunch for this. Yeah. Okay. But, I wish it, I would have written it down at the time. But it actually I don't know what it says, says something or it's oh, just yeah. a bunch of letters and stuff. No, no it actually um, says stuff. No, I'm not bothering with that nonsense. So you end but up. Eventually, well, Mother Box you know, reboots itself and gets back in some English or Shiloh Norman to understand what's going on here. And the whole thing is. We got to make our way through wherever Shiloh is to find out where he is and what he's got to do. And just to make things even better, he's like, oh my God, I'm on War World. Look at that Coliseum. This place is over. What's Mongo up to? Just enter Midnighters, carrying a gigantic sack. Hey there, Shiloh, go contact the authority of the JLA. Superman's in trouble. Or actually says, Clark, which Clark? How many Clarks you know, Shiloh? He just opens up the door, walks past Shiloh, and doors out of there. I'm like, kind of jerked it, Midnighter. Yeah, yeah. I know Clark Kellogg, former basketball player. Is he there? No, Is huh? he in trouble? Well, I know him as much as I know Superman. So yes, but Shiloh does know Superman. Yeah, I don't know how much Shiloh knows him. I haven't seen Shiloh hanging out with anybody lately, so he's just zipping around. And he ends up going out and sees that there is a, a fleet coming to well, that's <laughs> like, the thing you know. is, Midnighter tasks him with the job of finding a communications array, which he then just has to, you know, beat people up or just dodge his way away and just go outside and like about time to do a little spacewalk. Oh my God! There's an invasion fleet keeping pace with the war world. What could this mean? Dun dun dun. 
I was yeah, bored there. <laughs> so bored. You're always bored. Even well, the thing is, you, you spend a bunch of time for him to be there, and we're like, okay, he's on war. war. Where am I? I don't know. There's a lot of bodies here. Where am I? Oh, you know, and oh, I'm on War World. We're already halfway through the story for well, him just the thing to get is, that. At least I know that he's there accidentally, and now he's thrust into a freaking adventure. We have Midnighter, who seems to be on War World looking for Superman. I don't know how or why, but then he gets put on a side quest to go stop the Chrysalis from making new here. Oh, like uh, that freaking that that synthetic like kryptonite. I can't think of a neuridium, and that's the whole thing. Like in Apollo, my. This weird idea that I don't know why Midnighter is on Warworld trying to find Clark Kent and then gets put on a side quest by some person that says, hey, I'm your best friend. I don't know if I recognize you or not, but you know what? I'm going to door over there right now. <laughs> like That seems like such a weird idea for like a plot point. Like, please tell me originally why you're here to find Superman and like what the deal is, why you would actually go out of your way to find Superman on Warworld besides for going on your now to your side quest just to have this weird Apollo tie in. Yeah. And then Apollo, he doesn't recognize at points and all this stuff going on as he's slicing and dicing through all these things. And, this and I think is- that's one of the play, the idea that sometime from now to five years from now or four years from now, whatever you want to play, if it's 2020 or it's 2021, it depends on if you're going with your time or when this was written. But the idea that something has happened to Midnighter's mind in my mind because he doesn't recognize the voice of the person sending him the transmission to go and stop this, you know, this, this neridium but when he even like confronts apollo on a tele like a screen he sees apollo doesn't recognize him and then like it just it feels but then he seems to recognize him at the end because even even well he says apollo says were you expecting someone else he wouldn't say that unless somebody looked at you as if oh my god it's you and he's like what were you expecting somebody else and so i just think that this is a poorly written story about midnighter and they're playing the idea of that voice because it keeps fritzing out you know you have to turn right up <laughs> careful <laughs> it's a, <laughs> and i think that's the play of that's why he doesn't recognize that i don't well, think what that about they're on the screen when they're t- when apollo is talking because to they're him. they're not connecting with the stupid artist here i don't want to call the artist stupid i think that it's just a bad story i think we're giving too much credit of this story that it's just a bad written story that now Apollo and Midnighter will be together and figure out what's going on and what's happening. Because we, Apollo is the big bad of this whole situation. He is the leader of the Chrysalis with this whole pro, like, and project. And it's probably actually, just going to be that he's controlled by, you know, Mongol or something. If we look, maybe there's something we well, can that, even see. This seems see to or, be something outside of that because Mongol, I guess, like this is a Chrysalis, this laboratory. It's actually satellites. But it is war, making war. the thing to go take over. Maybe they need him as that process to build. You know, it seems like that's the case. I mean, he is like a son to end up you know making that um to, we have one more issue of this backup and i don't think that they're going to get into too much going on except that his battle computer has gone off his fight well, computer. that's the thing is once he doors over to the chrysalis which he can't do he actually has to you know like live in space for a few seconds until some of the airlocks open for him but once he's on the chrysalis his flight computer starts fritzing out so midnighter And what makes it Midnighter is no longer working. So like the Flash, like the Green Lantern, for all of you out there who have wanted a Midnighter story, here you go. No powers, Midnighter. No powers. (laughs) At least he does. But then again, it's like it's the get back and forth because, yes, the fight computers fritz. But I don't know. Like you said, that might end up messing up a ton of things. I mean, this is something in his brain. But then he's like, at least I still have my healing factor. I'm like, oh, that's what you're going to use now with that, you know, in the space and stuff like that. But then you get these things where, okay, now we're going to get these guys with Gatling guns. I think that this is supposed to be some like 
over-the-top, clever type of deal here, and I think that it's not well-written, and, and in a way that I don't know that they know Midnighter that well, uh, but that's just me. I don't know anybody who is a huge Midnighter. Gatlinger cod piece. I know, yeah, it's it's cod piece with, with Gatlinger, and uh, and I mean the character cod piece, but you end up where the I only know one person who loves Midnighter, Eric, and I was going to ask him what he thought of this, and that's Steve Orlando. I was actually going to ask Steve Orlando, did you read that, and do you think that this is on par and what's going on? He may actually be like, oh, yeah, it's a real clever way to do this, that, or the other thing, but me, being a dummy just reading it, I just think it is there to to take up some space to eventually help out Clark on well, that's the thing is, with this whole idea, he's going to go shut down the chrysalis and stop this neridium because it then ties into su- future state Superman and Metropolis with that whole thing with Trojan Solutions because they seem to be working with something with Mongol and stuff like that since they have a laboratory that satellites War World where they are making this pure neridium that we saw before. Brain cells is core would like, you know, laid out and our Kryptonians would be affected, almost like Kryptonite where the point where they would become over the top, like rage filled. This is so like radiated that it'll actually take out the supers and then kill all life on Earth. It seems like is the ultimate goal. And Apollo is the one who's behind this. I'm like, I just need to know what shit went wrong here because you're going to piss off a lot of fans because not only did you take away the fight computer of Midnighter, you've broken up the love fest of Apollo and Midnighter, and now you've made Apollo a bad You guy. made them actually enemies here by the end. That's <laughs> even worse. I mean, and it's, it's a crazy play. But again, then when Midnighter's like, oh, well, why the hell are you doing this? And, and I think that's what I think the play might be. Now, he's on the screen and, and Midnighter and you could see his emblem, all yeah. that. But Midnighter doesn't seem to recognize that. I think that might have been a misplay. I think that what this is kind of going with is that Midnighter would never, ever think that his guy, Apollo, would be involved in such a thing. So at the end, like, who? You well, expect you somebody else? In the last five years. I know, but I'm saying when he says you expect somebody else, I think that, yeah, I did because you'd never do this. And I don't think that Becky Clonan and Conrad are going to end up at the end of this saying just, yeah, Apollo's real bad. I, I think that he's somehow being controlled and, and go forth with that, that Midnighter will be able to help him. But we'll see. Um, it's just, again, there was... Uh, these these backups seem to be stuff that would be like a normal eight to nine page type story in an anthology type deal. But because these are they're all expanded and there's a lot of just meandering about and a lot of, you know, dead space going on in this that then ends up almost like since they go too far, we start thinking there's more to it. Like you said, where you're trying to wonder about Midnighter and all these things. But I don't know and I don't really expect that to really you know, be explained fully with that. And that'll just piss us off even more. But then we go to the last one, Eric, and we're going to get a black racer. The new right? black racer? Yeah, yeah. I actually love the art in this this story. I'll tell you that at least. And the story itself's okay, but you, you go with explaining it. Well, this whole thing is we have a new black racer, and this so like this woman has come to War World to try to find her friend Tanda, and uh, I mean Tala, because our new black racer is a girl named Tanda, and it seems that she used to be a part of a Mecha Running Man situation with her and her friends, and who would ever would win like last year's wieners, they would be able to have all of their like you know you get to go all expense paid trip to War World where you can go and live and be happy and stuff like that because all these alien races who kind of live on you know dirtball planets. They think that War World is the place to be. Once they get there, they realize they're eating people who are ground up and just <laughs> recycling protein. And, and you're working in this awful environment and may even have to go to the Coliseum and fight your, like other people to the death. But this is what these people believe. And during this whole thing, I just the, like one of the worst bits of dialogue, though, because we have Tanda here. 
who is the new Black Racer. And before she died and became the Black Racer, we had this whole, like I said, this mechanical running man, this mecha running man situation. Well, like, I'm more concerned, really, a little girl like you in a big, bad sport like this, I'm afraid you'll get hurt or worse. And then she says, I'm not afraid of death. And this other person says, yeah, we know. That's why you're called the Black Racer. Can we clear the line and concentrate? And then she goes back and says, you're wrong, Tella. I'm not called the Black Racer because I'm afraid of death. No, no, we said you're not afraid of death. Why, like, were you practicing this in the mirror so no, well, no matter what anybody said, you would just be like, you're wrong, Tella. I'm not called the Black Racer because I'm afraid of death. It's because I never give up. It's just I can't be stopped. So it's just she is pushing her mecha to the limit. And before she's about to cross the finish line, she sees Willie Walker, the original Black Racer, reflected in her view screen. Oh, my God, her mecha blows up. And this is somehow the origin of the Black Racer because then we jump two years into the future where it seems that Tala is the one who won this and is on Warworld, and now Tanda needs to go in here and stop this, whatever they're doing, to get her friend back, because it's Warworld. You can't trust Warworld, and this is all we have. The Black Racer coming in, we know nothing about her except that she died, saw Willy Walker before, and then two years later, she is trying to find a friend on Warworld. I would like to know more about this, but this is very disappointing, because you have a new character, you're doing stuff, and you just show me a mecha race and then jump to two years later where she's she's just running through war world i just like it too because when she's like i'm not afraid of death and they're like that's why they call you the black racer as if they know the actual black racer but then when well that's the thing is i think they actually use almost new genesis stuff like that almost like slang because black racer seems to be her nickname and all these kind of like contests and stuff like oh, that i know and also her mech is called genesis yeah, yeah, yeah. so i like to think that after oh, here we go here if she got a new one, it would be called New it Genesis. Would be new Genesis. I just the idea where they're like, oh man, they must know who the Black Racer is, and that kind of seems weird. But then when she sees the Black Racer, who the hell is that? I'm like, nah, I don't know what's going on with this, and just the idea of well, saying things. How often do you see Willie Walker as the Black Racer, except for when we saw him at the end of the Suicide Squad recently, where he said, "Hey, Jog, I'm your daddy." Still the idea You're they seem guy. to all be into the Black Racer, like they're giving each other nicknames because of it, and why you're that, and I'm not that. I'm, and like you say, then it gets mixed up, and she's saying it's because I can't be stopped, and. It just is weird. But I do I, – I actually like the character, but we don't get enough. We don't get enough of her. I like the idea of this whole – now, anybody who sits there and like, hey, uh, listen here. Quakertown stinks, right? Well, if we go into yeah. a mecha race, we could win an all-expense-paid trip to shit town. Just the idea that it's a poor <laughs> world, and they're like, that's the place I need to be. That, that well, sounds that's great. It's they like were Iceland. pushing a lot of stuff in this, like even the Shiloh Norman stuff and like what uh, Tanda was saying in this, where people do believe that Warworld is better than where well, they, they came do, from. But they also seem to suggest, too, that the way of doing this is also to get the hell off planet before the planet gets destroyed and liquefied and everything gets just demolished. And that's why they end up having, you know, her there because they had some, you know, they were getting all the junk off that planet. And she just happened to be in that case. It was weird at first. She didn't have that visor. Then she did. There was a little weird thing with the art. But, uh, yeah, it even seemed like some of these planets are we're just going to take the three people who are worth taking and then we're just going to destroy shit and they want to get off. But, uh, yeah, I, I just the idea of War World. And if you know Black Race, I think you've heard of War World or maybe you had some people and they think it's this well, paradise. I heard it was destroyed. Well, yeah, but they, they all seem to think it's a paradise when they get there. Oh, man. I didn't know that some place named War World would be so bad and we'd have to fight and things like that. I thought it was going to be kick ass world. But. 
end up at the end, like I said, I want to see more of this character. I'm actually interested in her and what's going on and, and why Jog isn't the Black Racer, Eric, because we, we saw. Apparently he didn't keep up the family. Well, he didn't want to. He now. said he, he turned it down at one point. But, you know, so we have this going on and the Mecca kind of. Kind of made me laugh a little and giggle, and you're seeing something that New Genesis, and, and even with that, you're doing something with War World. But at least I it kept my you know attention, and actually I thought it seemed like fun for a bit. We just didn't get enough. But seeing you know Mister Miracle go through bodies and look out, oh my god, I'm here in War World. Hey, I got to get the thing out. That was not that exciting. This seemed like maybe if it was expanded a little. It would have been a little more fun, but we have one more issue with that. And you can only think that she's going to find her friends and frenemies and save them and get the hell out because she seems well, to also is, be there. I feel like Tanda's the only one that, I mean, uh, Tal is the only one that's here. So I'm no, she, she actually won, said like, that other Deez. guy, too. She said Dee's. Yeah, she said, I, I got to find and tell that she says both of them are there. Dee's seems like somebody's throws a lot of shade at her, but she she, yeah. she does mention Dee's to go get there. And sure. <laughs> so that's all I got. Uh, but yeah, by the end, I just again, like, ah, because that first story uh, just didn't give me enough Superman, you know, a future state variety. And then the rest just kind of is dealing with something. Or just any. And, really. and we don't really even like War World. I mean, it's not something that we're really pining for either. Um, but what did you give I kind of want to see what's going well, on. I'd like to see thing. some fights. I mean, that's what I want. I want some gladiatorial fights and things, but we don't get anything yet. But uh, what'd you give it? I ended up giving this a six out of ten. I thought the art was strong for the majority of it, yeah. the Midnighter being the the worst of it all, yeah. but it still wasn't bad. And just I like aspects of these characters and what they're doing. It's just all the way around. You have four stories, and they're not giving you anything. It was very disappointing in the in the long run. Yeah, and uh, you know what I think is should be the ploy, and I'm giving it a six as well for pretty much the exact same reasons. What I think that these need to do, and they're they're trying to play this game because these stories now will continue two issues and you know in issue three that sort of thing. But the ones that we really like, like say the Jessica Cruz. Or the Guy Gardner story. Those were one shots. Those were just there. I think that maybe in this play where you have three stories, maybe one needs to be a one shot that you get a complete story. So then at the end with these backups, you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll see what happened with those two. But at least I got a full story here. At least I got some, you know, a story beginning, middle, end, and I could be satisfied with that. And then we'll move on and do that play. They don't all have to continue, you know, in a bunch of weeks from now because they're not that interesting now. And so it sucks. It sucks that you're like, I mean, do you think there's anybody who's, I got to see the rest of this Midnighter or this Mr. Miracle? Uh, I'm and sure there, there's there somebody out there somebody, that say that. Do you think a lot? Because I don't. And so please give us something. Well, in- that's the thing is you have this one oversized issue and it's, it's not working out well, but I think they are trying to show you the world building aspect of everything that's going on. It's supposed to be connected. Superman, like here's all everything dealing with world, world, Mongol, an invasion fleet, Trojan solutions all at once in your face, hardcore. But them heroes you want to see, we're not going to really deal with them. No. And, and even the world building of the backups, I agree. We're seeing that now. That's why I think that some of these books should have like a, a sto- what war world and you know which ones are connected or whatever. But even with these backups, that's fine. But you need to I mean, this would be an editorial thing, I guess, to tell these people you need to give us at least something in each of these stories to want to continue, not focus on the idea that at the end they'll all kind of come together and do something because it's too long. It's too many, you know, issues, four issues of getting all these things swirling around. It's an oversized book that costs eight bucks. All this stuff 
going on and, and you don't really get anything that feels like a resolution at all. And that's why I think that it would be a good play to have like a, a one shot that has at least a, a beginning and, and and do something with World World. Like it could have been this deal with the black racer i don't know that we needed to meander that long we could have just had that end and then have another one shot the next issue and then another uh but without that you're just getting a lot of nothing like you said one of the biggest problems with that is the main stories aren't giving us enough right away the whole thing everything you need to know about superman what you get out of this whole thing you can just take from the cover alone you don't need to spend the money that's what stinks yeah when you're buying this book you're like Fuck, I need to buy this eight, nine dollar book because of that black racer in there or that Shiloh Normans. No, you're in here because you want to see what Superman's doing on this Worlds of War kind of series, and you get none of it besides what you're like. If you're walking through the comic book shop, all right, I looked at the comic book. Oh my god, see you next month. I'm saying though, (laughs) or or you're like, man, ship, oh my god, Superman is a gladiator. Holy mom, getting this. Oh no, and then man, take my money. And then man, ship's just like somehow when he went to grab that, he actually got a a freaking Jack Kirby trade of some new Genesis nonsense. He he always messes up. Yeah, they do like that, but. Yeah, with all that, we'll we'll take a little break and we'll come back with uh, two more books that we we liked a little more than than these bigger ones. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine, read it to his fingers bland, been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school. They had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, Knuckles got married. Youngest was never gonna get far. When he looks back now, did he ever forever? And now that he has a choice, he told just he would marry her never. Eric's read comics most of his life. Ah, yes, Eric, you've read comics most of your life, I was told in song. Is that true? true. Is it true? Is that more of a else when or world story than the future state? The the stats in that song are, are they? That is a definite else world because it makes no world. sense. The main continuity it's, it's of my life. It's not an else when's like it may no. happen coming up at some point. You don't think? Did so not, all that stuff in the past in that song you think is going to come up? Yeah, at some you're going to start in my doing this. You had talked to Jay. Maybe the Beyonders come up and Knuckles got married. It all fits in with me. But Knuckles been married mm, and we well, already did that again. years ago. I know. There you go. But you might you might get into it again. Maybe it'll be a hit now. But you you knew it. But they already get have far. that comic called well, the Beyonders. You also wanted to do a Machine Man comic too, Eric. I'm not saying that the plan is great. I'm just saying it could happen again. I don't know, Knuckles, Eric. But we're here to talk two last issues of Future State in this here podcast, and they're ones that I actually do like, and they're ones that are not as big. And I mean page count, so I I can so deal obviously. with that. But with that, it. They tell tighter stories. And I think that when you just – I don't know what it is. It, it almost seems like like a Superman or a Batman. These should be big anyway. There should never be a time they're like, 
ooh, we got a hold of those and we better, you know, get some things in with that. No, it's just weird that these smaller books seem to be better in the long run with this. But we're going to start with Future State Nightwing, number one, written by Andrew Constant, art by Nicholas Scott, Ivan Placencia, and Wes Abbott. I really enjoyed what Andrew Constant does with Nightwing in this book. We get some answers to questions, learn some more about the Future State world. But it's done in a way that also gives you a look at Nightwing and him trying to pick up the pieces of a supposedly dead Batman and who is a bit more brutal because of it. Plus the addition of the next Batman and Barbara Gordon give it a future state bat family feel that we haven't had in many of the books. And that's one of the things that I did like. And, and the whole thing with this is what I end up saying where you have even that, that Batgirls, you know, story, Vita Ayala, where everything is just told. They're just in a, a separate location in jail going, I did this, I did this, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I'm not really getting much from it. Even the grand scope of Future State is just being told to you, not seen. And I think that what happens in this, and it's funny too, because at first I didn't recognize this as Nicholas Scott art. I don't know why it didn't seem, but it's good. But I did, I actually, I actually thought like, who, oh, it's Nicholas Scott. It's like, I don't know why I didn't like, connect the dots there right away so but where what, does this take place jim from where the Batgirls is where barbara gordon is locked up in the facility to where dick is talking to her here this is a solo book called nightwing so what i think the explanation needs to come from the other way i think that vita ayala and then Batgirls are gonna have to tell me where that takes place i'm not gonna sit there and say this takes place where it takes place i'm telling you i don't know I don't know if after this, because this seems like a Barbara Gordon who doesn't seem to be like, oh, my God, I was captured. We got to do things. It well, has to happen after. It seems like the Arkham Asylum headquarters that Nightwing is set up kind of gets, you know, brought out in the open by the end of this issue. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I would say that that's what's going on. But even with that, like they take her and I, I don't know that it's ever going to really jive very Stephanie well. Stephanie Brown has to come to Dick at Arkham Asylum to ask for help kind of thing. And he puts her in deep cover with the villains. So it seems like all of that has to take place before this or then she gets released hopefully to the point where we are now with Nightwing and her being, you know, backgirled up on the the, the calm. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I don't know that it's actually ever going to really go, you know, A to B to C here. And I would blame more of a backup story than the the main deal. So I'll go from here and I don't know. But you end up having the setup at the beginning. And I think that Andrew Constant does a really good job of letting Nicholas Scott do some of the lifting. Not exactly You're heavy lifting. Chin but strap, aren't you? Not, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying at the beginning where you start chin off. If, if you weren't reading any of the future state books and you just go, in Gotham several years from now, you see a neon landscape. You see this ultra advanced tech. I mean, we have said this all along, but now we got like hover police cars going around, but at least it's giving you that future look. I don't think that what we're seeing in that first bit are drones. Those are huge. I really want want to think that they're drones. I don't think they're drones. I I hope so. Just because we haven't seen like, you know, these futuristic, almost Batman beyond us. It looks very Batman beyond. And so what I'm saying though, as a single issue, like you get a future, you also get right away. There's a Nightwing wanted poster up. And I'm saying if you don't know anything about these stories, you know All that right. he's is wanted. wanted. There is a future going on. This is a very fancy looking future deal of Gotham. And you get right away that 
Nightwing's out and about, and they are trying to dupe him into trying to save a couple. Look and- at this do-gooder out here. You know what we need to do? We need to set up some of our agents out there in the field and look like they're getting attacked by the cybers and the magistrate. Nightwing, he's going to come out because he's a big old dummy, and we're going to be able to finally capture him with this trap we're sent. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. it's going to be good. And, and also you see his acrobatic deal as he jumps, I mean, way high in the sky. I don't know what he's doing there, but then when he's he comes down, wish. when he comes down, he's bouncing off of you know the alley walls and things and it's funny too because over at marvel you had the stupid outlawed story they kept doing this ploy let's pretend this lady's getting her purse snatched and then the heroes will grab but i like this because when you end up having nightwing show up if you're a nightwing fan you have a little different thing you got that chin strap nonsense but when he comes down he ends up being a little more brutal than well, he like normally to, is you, while i like the costume that nightwing has in the teen titans which is uh a few years after this and the way the, the story works, but I like that costume way more. I like this Nightwing way more than anything that we've gotten with that other Teen Titans Nightwing, because here you actually see what a Nightwing would do in a world without Bruce Wayne as Batman pretty much shadowing over him. And it's funny because what it does resemble to me is that New Order costume that he had. You know, that... that yeah, I could see that. That Kyle that's, that's actually is very reminiscent of that. Yeah, he had those shoulder pads like he, you know, an armor. It's become more armor than just outfit, and I like that. And he's, he's brutal. I mean, yeah, he's going against some cybers and things like that, but even so, when he does realize the dupe, and I like that again, too, because here is a Nightwing in the future and he's not just some dummy this isn't john kent who's like i think i'll make this metropolis in a bottle this is a nightwing who <laughs> has had enough and he's showing that he is smart you see the app you get a so, lot whoa 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 whoa, whoa. You, you just can i please have a song for the next episode of when we deal with that metropolis City in, a bottle. in a bottle i knew i thought you were gonna say i'm like what song is he talking it's about message in a bottle but john metropolis kent, in a bottle john kent's a big dummy i thought that that's what you want <laughs> metropolis in a bottle okay maybe eric my my throat is not at its peak Come performance on, right now but maybe but you know and I was, you, I was telling jessica earlier today if you were one of the burger king kids club you'd be kid vid oh my god i don't know who you'd be <laughs> you'd just be cheering. Like, look at him. <laughs> hey, stilts. They're yelling I'm the one that they never allowed in the pictures. Look at all these great burgers. There's Jerkoff. He's behind. He's the one always taking the That's picture. That's the problem. It's not that you weren't allowed Cutting in the picture. You were still over there eating your three double whoppers. <laughs> hey, worse, guys. I, I, it's I, I, time. Look, I, I said I needed five kids meals. I'm here by myself. Exactly. Give me five kids meals. It would meals. be funny. They're like, okay, come on, kids. We got to get a, the photo. And you're like, oh, right. Finally, my turn to shine. Oh, no, no. We got you those burgers. So, okay. And you're over they're eating them while the pictures are being taken. Hey, guys, I'm done. Look, I'm still okay with all this. Yeah, you would be. You're doing that. <laughs> what was it? The eight, nine triple challenge or was it the eight? The eight triple, eight triple challenge. challenge. That's well, at Wendy's, so that's different. Well, it's the Wendy's Kids Club now, Eric. But you end up having this where you have these cybers, and it, that even connects in. And, and what I like is it's not like everything that yeah, pops we're seeing up more here. Cybers, yeah, now. you are. It's just like it still feels weird having this robot army like force going on on top of the magistrates, you know, peacekeeper soldiers. Thank God the sirens are on the case. What what I get Thank with God. this, you know, what I keep thinking of is. 
when we were talking about deceased. There's too much going on. Like, are we against the peacekeepers, the cybers, the magistrate? All these, obviously, we're against all of them, and there's right, a well, hierarchy, Jim, you, but there's too much going on. You and me, we're going to be a dynamic duo here in Gotham. We're going to go up against these things, and we're going to split this whole thing. Jim, you go and take out those cybers. I'm just going to take out those drones. No, no. I don't, you mean the cars? No, no. The ones that are with the cybers, right? They're all tiny ones. Here's, here's my deal in this, and I think that this is kind of the deal. Okay, we got the magistrates. That's that's upper level, right? That that's management. Hey, we got yeah. the peacekeepers. Hey, uh, what can we do against them? What are they like? Machines or something? Robots? No, no, no. They're people. Oh, we can't kill them. What? Can, oh, we'll make the cybers because now you can go ham on those, and that's what Nightwing does. But he's even brutal when he ends up where he saves this couple, and it's a dupe. It it is a dupe. It's a setup, and he ends up realizing that. And I really like the way he ends up doing that. We already know we're in on the joke here, but it, the guy's like, "Oh man, you saved me and my wife." Can I shake your hand? And he just throws his bow stick right into this guy's chin. Almost you know takes off his too, head. Because this whole thing, you want to say that we're in on like we're in the know because we can see the static, the communication going through about, you know, Nightwing's getting drawn in with the stuff we're doing. I didn't know until this whole thing because I thought they were actually going after innocent people to draw him out because Here's they're the assholes. Thing. I will fully admit you would be in on the joke the second time through. Once you know the joke, then you recognize what right, they're right. saying. Because they're like, all right, motion's got someone coming in hard. It's that. Let's get the setup. All right. When I first read through it, I, I didn't either. I did not know. And I was actually like, oh, my God, that's pretty cool. And I do like the idea that when you read it again and you see that setup, it plays out even better because you're you're ready to, oh, my God, they got him. Oh, my. You know, he's falling for oh, it. No. He doesn't. Oh, my. He's a good boy. And, and you end up where he. He goes pretty tough on these guys, and he is going to continue being a little more violent, a little more, you know, over the top aggressive with these because he's had enough. He spells it out later. And these are the people that kill Batman. He's an augmented human, this guy that's going after him, one of the faux couple kind of thing. You know, it's whatever. And the other girl, she's got glowing pink knives. you got to take her down hard because glowing pink knives, you don't fool with. Eric, how about when the sniper throws a little shade and then he ends up crippling him for life? I mean, He doesn't cripple him for oh, life. He says that he'll heal because Nightwing had the same injury. And he injury. says it's going to be excruciating and, yeah. and also it's going to take a shit. while. He ends up – that is – it's a little more than what he does. So that's what I'm saying. These these assholes, I mean, really, when the lady, when Knives comes in, I'm like, is that, you know, a total recall when you, you have the, you know, things going on with his wife there? And uh, but you, you have a pretty good scene there that shows you the acrobatics, the smarts, all that. But also well, that's just the whole too. thing. When he when he comes in and realizes from the body motions of these people that they're not actually afraid, they're more anticipating kind of thing and takes them yeah. out. But also that he is there across across the street now, like taking out a sniper that was trying to pinpoint Nightwing's position. He's right behind him right there. I'm like, he is going all over. He is badass. He has the student has become the master. They, they, and and has become the master because he has to. And he gets shot. He gets shot and, and then realizes the thing's when going he on. Talks shit on his master. Yeah. And so when he goes back because he was shot, and that's what I like too. It's not Bing, bing, bang, boom, Eric, right? You know what I'm saying? It's that he's fighting knives here, and then he gets shot. He has to continue the fight, but he's got that in the back. Okay, I got to do this. Throws down the smoke bump because he knows that they're going to be on him, and then goes. And I, I even like this guy where he's like, yeah, I, I can't get a look on night. Oh, he's behind me, isn't he? And there he is. And he ends <laughs> up being very violent. But with that, this is what I like about this book and what I like about some of these books doing what I think is the right deal. 
he is in the middle of an action scene where he is taking down the sniper and we're getting information. This isn't just him at a computer talking or whatever. He says, you know, what the hell are you guys doing? How many groups do you have after me because i know you're you're after me hot and heavy and the guy's like well between 10 and 100 and he starts getting mad and so you get the mention of the peacekeeper you get a mention of the resistance you see that he is mask number one enemy number one they're after him all of that stuff Take in that, that next batman yeah really i know and in that real quick deal though in a way that i'm not sitting there like oh my god when are we going to get to it it's all done very well and a lot of the stuff like i said is done with art even I do like that Nightwing was always planning on jumping over this asshole sniper so they can make a grand exit. But then the guy just forced the hand like, what do you have? Your, your daddy's gone. And he throws the stick. And I you love the idea for not having no bat daddies. Yeah, I mean, just think of this action scene where he turns around, throws the bow stick. It bounces off this guy's knee as he's running, catches it and then jumps over his ass into the into the deal off of the building. It was great. And then you end up where. Solve the plan. I mean, we thought that Nightwing was actually, you know, smart enough to figure it out. Well, the, the thing is, was cool because at the this end. whole idea at the, you know, exactly. And now, is this a whole idea where it's you, you, the more is less, maybe because we're not going to talk about what's going on at the end until there is the big reveal, or is it more like, oh yeah, this was my plan all the time, well, kind of thing? Is it like you know a force kind of deal? It's, it's not. It's actually a, a lot of fun. But when you have a situation when you see Peacekeeper One's plans, because like I said before, at some point in this podcast, I'm pretty sure maybe it was off. I don't know the idea that he's playing five steps ahead. He's playing this yeah. hardcore game of chess with Nightwing because you have this whole setup where I'm going to put these dupes down here. I'm going to have some cybers. We're going to have drones. Nightwing's to come down try to save him these people are going to go then capture him and if that doesn't work i'm gonna have a sniper up here the sniper shoots him it is all a ploy for nightwing to think that he well, got away when again, this, this bullet goes in it is a high-tech tracker so whenever yeah. he goes back to his headquarters this is exactly what peacekeeper one wants him to do is to get away and lead them back to where his headquarters well, is. well the only way i can say that it's fully the plan is at the point the guy has a, a kill shot he has nightwing in his scope he's no, no, definitely I'm talking about the plan as no but i'm nightwing. saying he definitely could kill nightwing the sniper yeah. he shoots him with the tracer so they want him to live that's why he they ended up shooting him in the back of the no, shoulder no, and i'm saying though that's why i think that this isn't just uh well that was the plan now nightwing on the nightwing deal he does say that he knew it was that and he's just sick of waiting i just and, want to i just want the home field advantage well, I, I, we're gonna get home alone i mean he has the things and what i like to play out is andrew constant is already showing us when the next batman shows up that he has rigged Arkham to be its own thing like even you know his sidekick even where he ends up electrocuting him by saying Arkham you know do this and he has all these traps and tricks so I do like that I do think that that's a pretty cool thing it is kind of a weird progression to the end to do it but when we go off from there we go off to see the first on screen deal of Peacekeeper one, it's not Damien. It's, it's some not. some ginger guy that just looks like a guy. Some it's, it's, rando ginger. It's a, it's a little disappointing. It's a little disappointing with that. I'm sure if we get any sort of background, it'll be somebody that you know the standard the mask should have been victim. there to do this or like that something like that and then you get imagine if peacekeeper oh, one crazy. was the first victim i'd actually think nowhere. that that's hilarious but you end up peacekeeper six shows in mark eric they call her the mark yeah. because she leaves the mark but even with this while well, he's talking his plans and he's kind of he, he's impressed with her 
She's very violent. She's got to this position, he says, through blood and all this stuff. Takes Mark. Yeah. Well, and also the other thing is like the other peacekeeper. It's very Darth Vader esque, where everybody who gets a promotion is because the last guy got killed and they have to so fill see, it, obviously. Even this whole thing, and then what we'll talk about in Catwoman coming up next, but the way these, these people dress and the way that they go about yeah. doing things, how is anybody in this operation not think that they're the bad guy? No, I'm telling you, all you have to say if you are. You are Nazis, yeah, all if, of you. If you're a villain, and and a hero if i'm the hero i go up and like look in the mirror dude what do you look like i mean you don't look good and ah, uh, well that's uh, that's the way we go but well i better even go with put this, on my empire uniform yeah, before really. today honey you get a couple cool things here because you have the commissioner montoya little desk deal it's not anything it's just to me it's setting up you know well, even some the more idea of that the like stuff. And the thing is, it's setting up, but this is where Peacekeeper One has made his office, you know, Montoya's yeah. old commissioner office. So the whole other thing, like, she dead moved on, but no matter what the case is, you know that the magistrate has taken over everything. Yeah. And that Montoya was the commissioner and all that stuff. It's a very, uh, white knight type thing, uh, actually, but I like that as well. But also mentioning in this, and it's a real big thing. And like I said, it gives you a lot of things that fill in some gaps and stuff. We legitimately see here with the idea. They think Batman's dead. You know, do you think that he knows? It? No, no, no. And and use that. Use that idea of Batman's dead. You, you're not going to be able to f- defeat us. We defeated Batman. And I like in the roundabout deal when you do get next Batman involved and when you even have Dick talking to the resistance and all of the Gothamites that are involved and all the heroes and villains because Two-Face is on there as well. The idea that they didn't go he with the battle a for the cow. He, he, he's just Harvey Dent now. Yeah, well, I'm looking with at skin it. complexion. Yeah, with, with a real bad half a face. But I like this idea that at this point, like, okay, he got killed. We're going to do this. And I, I got this feeling. It's nothing spelled up. I got the feeling of like, there, nobody has to be Batman in this. We're what we are. Let's go. And we'll, we'll honor Bruce and doing all this because they do think he's dead. And that's when Barbara brings up like, what about that next Batman? And where I'm going to go with what I liked and, and to go with the next Batman book, what you liked about it, I do think that a Dick Grayson would kind of be there. He's just kind of doing little things. He he might be saying he's the Batman and people might say that, but he's not really seemingly trying to step up and do too much. We're going to do our thing and kind of leave him alone. But then he shows up. But what I really like is he's in Arkham. He, he has his base in Arkham. It's all torn down. You have police tape. He mentions later to the next Batman. Yeah, after a day. You think it's like Arkham Day or something yeah. or, or somewhere. But, but also the idea, me and you both were talking about this before we recorded, the idea that the magistrate, they don't need Arkham. They are no. loading these people we up. We ain't into, helping people with mental no, conditions here. Nobody we are locking here everyone to together as much as we can. I can imagine them going to the Peacekeeper One. Well, what about Arkham? That, like, I have imagined really them think? going the route of Mongol and Warworld where they're going to pro- like, you know, like uh, grind them up to freaking yeah. feed other inmates. Oh, I, I actually think that A-Day was them just going in and wrecking house and would explain why – we're not seeing all the villains and all the big things well, I, going on. I will on. tell you this too. This issue did like, you know, open my eyes up to the thing because one of my biggest problems, even with the Teen Titans is after we had Robin Eternal, when Dick Grayson's doing his inner monologue and talking about what the other Bat family's doing, he's talking about how Dick Grayson's ranting and a raven over there in Arkham. I'm like, Oh my God, is he over there in Arkham? Did it burn down? I thought it burned down. I was like, no, no, he's ranting and raving because he's the head of the resistance and Arkham is his headquarters. So it all makes sense now. Like, you know, he's doing, he's going out there and doing stuff. Tim seems to be doing other things. 
things because he's you know Tim doing Tim Drake stuff and not exactly resistance stuff along the lines of everybody else. Yeah, and you have him go in, and I like it where you even get like that you know Batman tech where he goes through one of the walls is like a false wall deal that you go through a hologram into his big base and stuff like that. He talks to Barbara. Everybody likes the chin strap look. It seems when you're talking, but you know talking to Barbara. And I said it now. You have the resistance spelled out. You have it mentioned already, but here he is. He's working things, and I thought that this really ended up giving me a real a better look at what the bat family is doing the idea that they do full out think bruce is dead that's you that's have this nine layer grid on the screen of heroes and villains that dick's talking to who's, who's part of the, who is on the bottom right hand of that the bottom right is hand it, is it mcgruff the crime dog <laughs> that does look like it. that's ma uncle Eric, can't you tell you have bluebird no. on there but i'm telling you i don't know i have no idea who is that it's like and a do you like bluebird yeah uh i think bluebird might be the top left or no no okay. she's the top right I'm sorry. When you look at that, I believe that, yeah, you see. I can't tell any of that. No, you see the different hair color on the one side. That's the blue that she has with the black hair. Oh, I just thought that was the shading. No, no, I think that that's. And I did look. They had a listing of who these people were. And I did not even look to see if (laughs) the crime dog was there. (laughs) I'm going to have to look at some point while you're talking. But you have all this stuff. And like I said, There's not a point here where I I feel as if somebody is saying something just to give me information. It gets close to that with the peacekeeper. He's like, listen, you don't have to tell me my plan, but it still flows nicely as you see that peacekeeper one wants to get Dick Grayson, wants to get Nightwing, wants to get him down, and they are going to fully use his weakness that he's upset about Batman supposedly being killed. Well, Dick goes and takes a you shower. Dumb bastard. Look at look at Dick there, and they're not showing his butt cheeks, but he's built. Oh my! And I'm then the guy can't even take a shower without the next Batman coming. And hey, you what's going on, buddy? I'm like, obviously I'm busy. Couldn't you just wait outside? You saw what I was doing in here. You have Velcro on that towel because I'm waiting for that thing to drop. Drop it like it's hot baby but yeah even that you, you get one little thing where dick grayson's like you were there for me i failed you about bruce and you get that one panel skinny panel of him being there when his parents were dead you don't need more than that there's no like i said they're not here to tell you that they know about nightwing you're actually doing a lot in this book that i think is very important for all the it really seems like like a dick grayson i mean i'll go a little meta but this is like the glue to the bat family books at this moment and i never expected that i really didn't and i really like it he ends up fighting the next batman in the towel uh, and and with that whole deal they're fighting everything's going down and you see that the next Batman can hold his own. I mean, this is Dick no, Grayson. No, he doesn't just hold his own. He takes down Dick Grayson, which is a little disappointing. And not only that, but I wanted a little stronger line when Dick's on the floor looking up. And you are. And Batman goes, I'm people call me Batman. And I'm like, eh, I think that eh. he's afraid to say that he's Batman to a Nightwing, Dick Grayson. I think that he's a little off. Now, well, it's also a little he's off now. He's come to town. Well, I'm like, he has shown up in a Batman Here's costume. the other deal about this is now, you know, if the next Batman ever wants to, he, he sees who Nightwing is. I mean, Nightwing does not have any sort of costume. He only has a towel on. So if he didn't know that Dick Grayson was Nightwing, he certainly knows it now. But I think that the reason why they only had... Maybe. Well, and first, well, unless he's like, I don't know who that is but yeah. you end up with that 
where Dick Grayson is fighting in a towel. I mean, I don't know that he wants to go out full out Bane versus Thomas Wayne naked fighting that Tom King loves. So he ends up getting taken down. But or is that the dupe that he's doing because he's just going to electrocute Batman anyway? And he does do that. And that's where I said he has the home alone shit going big time like oh hello batman <laughs> you know arkham welcome guest maximum voltage and i do like it. he's like maximum voltage. That dick grayson took a dive he might have he might have and and we're not playing soccer or hockey here I, I could go for a dive to get the maximum voltage if i took a dive so we get a a power play at the end of the game seven of the stanley cup and we win i'm the hero eric but yeah he ends up you know tying up or at least securing the next batman and he you know you end also up having putting some clothes on yeah, 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 and puts this whole deal, the Nightwing deal on. All and right, he, now that you're restrained, I've tied your arms and legs this chair. Now, you're not now see I'm dropping the towel. Yeah, and, and so he ends up with all that, and, and you end up having, I, I like this, the idea where, no, no, it's good. what, did you look into my cow? What'd you look like? That's my Jason. No, Does that. that sound Jason? He's like, really? I need to do that. And plus, you're you. I, I don't really care what, but he wants to know what's going on. Why are you here? What's going on? This is what I said at the beginning of the podcast, the idea that he's there. He figures out where Nightwing is. Nightwing is involved in a – and we know that Nightwing is wanted. I mean, there are signs everywhere, huge posters. He's the most wanted man in Gotham, it seems. And the next Batman comes to him because – I kind of knew this girl who ended up dying and I, the magistrate's bad. It seemed like it like dialed it back. Like I just wanted, I see what you're doing. I want to be involved. And then, well, you're not the real Batman. No, I'm the next Batman. Like there's good. Right. But you get this like weird little aside to maybe, okay, well, this next Batman's a good guy. He doesn't like the child trafficking. That's the thing. I actually like this way because while I do like the the street-level Batman giving us a little aside to all the craziness going on at the magistrate so I don't have to deal with that all the time. Yeah, they're chasing after him. But he's just Jace. He's Tim Fox doing like you know his own redemption outside of all this. He eventually has to join up in this fight against his own will because – he is tired of this bullshit. There was this girl who was kidnapped to be fucking human trafficked. He took out the bad guys, got her back home. And because he saved this girl, the magistrate took her to question. And he believes that they killed this little girl because she didn't give him the information that they wanted about him. So he's like, look, never again, Nightwing. I want to join up. We got to take this, these fuckers and then down. Because what Nightwing, is this shit about? I, but it, it seems like he's more involved. Like we got to do what I'm, it just seemed like less of what they're doing. Like the Nightwing and this resistance, that's the big picture. And this just seemed, I understand that you're like, Hey, I'm in, I'm in, but it just the way to pull this was that the back. breaking point for Jace. Yeah. It just seemed like it was a while ago. I don't know why it just seems like this was something that had been going on. And I actually thought that was why he changed his name. Like this girl's dog is named Jace or something crazy, but I was expecting actually to see something weird, but, He's in. He changed his name after that weird flashback where it looks like he ran somebody down. That's that guy's name. My name's Jace. All right. I'll honor you. That's not bad. But then, why? Yeah, it wouldn't be. That's probably what it is. Or if the kid's son. Uh, But you end up, like I said, when he shows up, hey, I'm Batman. I want to join the resistance. I, I don't really need this little back. Like, there's probably. 20 times 20 of these stories for everyone of why they're going to join the resistance and why they want to take down the magistrate. And I know, but it ends up with the whole deal. It just dials it back a little for me, uh, but it's, it's okay. And it gives you that deal and why I guess maybe they're afraid that Dick Grayson would say, go home. 
faux Batman. And this is a reason. Okay, he's into that. Well, they get interrupted anyway because Arkham, say, he doesn't have a chance to tell him because no, no. the magistrate is showing up. And that's why I said I, I, it just seemed a little too much information of a, a lesser. I don't know. Child trafficking is bad. I'm not saying it's a lesser thing, but in the whole scheme of things where everybody's going and Dick Grayson actually sits there and thinks every day I wake up. Some of these people that I'm talking to are probably going to be dead or taken in. I hope that. And he's had enough. He does say, I led them here. I led them to my home turf. They ended up shooting me with the tracker. I let it go. And we're going to get on with this because they do see the mark and they know who that is. Next next issue, though, with a Batman and Nightwing be teaming awesome. up in Arkham Asylum, taking out the magistrate together. Yeah, it's not Bruce Wayne, but it's the Batman and Nightwing. And it's like... I can't wait for next yeah, I issue, can't either. especially with this, That's why I this love character it. that you've actually like, you know, sectioned off from everybody else of the magistrate peacekeepers. You have peacekeeper six, the Mark, who's pretty much in my mind, the dead shot of the peacekeepers. Like she is leading the team in here and she needs to make a good impression to her, like, you know, superior peacekeeper one. So what, what, what lengths is she going to go to to make sure the job gets done? Because all oh, these fuckers are crazy. And Nightwing just wants to take all of them out. And it looks like Jace is in the same corner that he is right now. Like he is down to take that out the magistrate. The next issue seems like it's going to be amazing to me. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And also, I'd said uh, before, like when they're busting down the Arkham Gate, it actually looks a lot like a lot of times when you end up seeing the police busting down the Wayne Manor Gate and going in to get the Batman and stuff. So I thought that that was kind of a cool play. But yeah, they're bringing tanks and and shit in here because we set it up. Even when Nightwing says it, no more border skirmishes. It's time to make a statement. I'm going to war. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's the thing. He's like, I've had enough, and and. even saw it before he's getting more violent he's getting pissed off and especially i think after that fucking sniper when he said woody miss you daddy and like he's had enough i'm done with this nonsense he's like i'm done with the thousand cuts let's just get to war see what we can I, do I, and end I this. so need to know what happens to that next issue of teen titans so how we get to this weird dick grayson in that two years from now future like you know where he becomes dick stroke or whatever well, you want to call it, the, the death stroke mask that's why i think this is great And why I did give it a high score and why it's my book of the week, because not only did you just say, I can't wait till next issue of this, it actually makes you want to see other books as well and gets you fired up for books. And that's the thing is I say that, but there's a lot of caveats that go in with that because I also want to know what Dick's going to do in that same time span, the same amount of years. When he finds out that Bruce Wayne is still alive. Well, again, that might be, you know, all of this going on and stuff like that, but we might see that in the Dark so Detective book. Much story. No, I'm saying we could, that's part of maybe the Dark Detective and stuff. Yeah, I don't hopefully. know. So yeah, all this really uh, plays out. I gave it a nine out of 10. I thought the art was great. It's one of my favorite issues of the future state so far what would you get yeah, it's really good i didn't have given an 8.5 out of 10 i had a lot of fun with this i like seeing this dick grayson a more decisive leader like dick grayson seeing what he's doing this fucked up future and even the idea of the batman the next batman why well, i said i like him being a street level batman seeing him being pushed to, to the other side being made being forced to be a part of this thing that he normally didn't want to you can see the steps now to see where he would join the justice league in 20 what was that 2040 that took place but like you could see the steps of where he would be become the next Batman and just not a guy in a Batman suit. And you know what? I didn't even mention the idea that you're also giving the idea like it's Jace. We don't know much about Tim slash Jace Fox, um, but you never really think and I never really thought about it like 
everybody in his family are geniuses. He's obviously a genius. He has to be. You know, he just went down the wrong path, but pretty much, except maybe Tam. She keeps going back on the drugs, Eric. She can't keep up with it. She was forced on the dragon, Eric. But I mean, even Tiffany, the youngest, smartest of all of them, but I never sat there because we haven't seen him a lot. He ends up, that's, I want to say, she should be one of the Batgirls as well, like Futures End. But you end up with all this where he just shows up. We don't know much about him. What you know about, oh, there's the black sheep of the family, whatever, and not really knowing about the thing. But when he shows up here, this is what everybody, the magistrate has probably thousands of people working on the idea of trying to find Nightwing. Yeah, they put a tracer in to get it. That's kind of a, you know, low brow type of way, and, and Nightwing allows it. But Jace found him. Jace sure was able to find out, and that actually gives you the really good, like, that's more detective work in my mind than, okay, I looked at this camera, saw this Look, guy, and all that. We're, we're putting a lot of things in Jace's corner here, talking about how great he is. We don't know that his tech person involved didn't tell but him they're even figuring it out. That that still gives you let's, let's put a good pedestal. I'm telling you though, that gives you a good character though, and that he can do things. And yeah, I guarantee you, a lot of it is Vol, uh, which we didn't mention Vol at all earlier. His tech guy, uh, but with that all going on, his family are a lot of smart, you know, guys and gals. I'm just, so. I'm just thinking about it though, with, with everything that's going on and all the terrible things or good things, like what. We have a family that's been pushed to the point where, you know, Tanya's freaking, or Tanya Fox is working with Nakano and the magistrate to get rid of all mass because of things that happened. But like, just think about this poor Fox family. All they wanted was the best for all of them, like themselves and their kids. And Bruce Wayne has ruined he everybody ruined, in this again, family. There's the masks, right? I'm like, that's why she's so pissed. He has. Blue Fox was Batwing. Tamara became a vegetable because of being forced, you know, drugs from villains. Not even just that, but now, you, you end up having Luke hanging out with Grifter for crying out loud. I mean, really, he's really gone down, Eric, and, and all that. But yeah, I, I think that this Nightwing book actually kind of, it, it's almost like not a full light bulb went out, but I'm not as dim now. And I actually am more excited about all the bat books because of this and going out and then thinking of little things of what I hope we see, or maybe we'll see that and all. And I think that this is one where, it's not, you know, the big, it doesn't come out four issues. It's just two issues. It's Nightwing. I love Nightwing. And also, I just want to let everybody know my score is also a nine because this is the best Nightwing issue we've gotten in years. And I'm not joking. It is. And so people might, eh, I don't need the Nightwing one. I This is really important, it seems, if you want to get into this whole story with the Bat family. Now, the next one, the Catwoman one. I really liked. I really like it a lot. Not as necessary maybe until next issue, but it's still it's very good. And it's Future State Catwoman number one, written by Ram V, art by Otto Schmidt and Tom Napolitano. Instead of pinning himself down to future Alleytown, Ram V gives us a high speed heist that is action packed, includes the strays and others from Alleytown, and even adds some surprise guests, Eric. It's a heist of epic proportions when we see an ending that the thing that Catwoman once again is trying to steal the nut. Night, Eric, the Dark Knight. See, I did that. I, I don't know what I was on when I was writing this thing. This thing, I, I had, su- I had such a good, good deal there to give that joke at the end, and, and it doesn't even. I should send you what I wrote here. <laughs> Words jumbled up together. Uh, dark Knight, Eric, with a with a K. I had at the end. <laughs> Luckily, this book doesn't fall flat like that one. I actually um, – and I, I like Otto Schmidt's art, but sometimes it doesn't fit well, I think, in some of the stories. I really boy, like this. Yeah. Boy, it fits here. 
I mean, it fits it great. This whole deal, this again, and I said, you could say it again, but this feels like an animated type movie type thing, a very big action set piece. You did have you like that great, mask of the phantasm. Yeah, I, I did. I did like yeah, it, but this really is like, good. you know, it's a great train robbery here going on little dated Eric, but I was, I was okay. Also, I, I didn't like Andrea right away when she's talking to her mom at the grave and then like, Oh, you know, I want to know about you, Bruce. Oh, you do know my mom does. I'm like, stay away from that kind of crazy. No, Bruce, no, stay away. That, Cause that's what Lana Lang stay was doing away. Smallville in the beginning. I don't need that, but no, you, you get this very animated esque type deal it, it looks futuristic just with the art and and the sharp angles that Otto schmidt always does and things in the colors the way they pop and he does all that work in what is a great heist that selena is going to go and rob a train the train that is taking a lot of people including some of the strays well, that's the thing is too it really does seem in my mind that that gotham city sirens backup that we had to the next batman where it seems like she was trying to get some information on the magistrate to try to barter for the the strays the kids that like they have taken in and seem to be moving out of town to the the whiteport reformatory she was trying to stop this from happening it seems like whatever they were getting from dd prime it does not work out in the end because now she actually has to do the great train robbery and shut this thing down to try to make sure that the kids aren't yeah i just thought the dd prime thing was just to stop the idea and get the his the company down with the cybers and well that's the thing is that's what like you know poison ivy had her own agenda to it but she like at one point in that story she was talking about how she needed to have a bargaining chip against the magistrate to try to help her I, kids. I just in this it seems like the kids here especially here they're they're just plants they they're part of the deal where she let them get caught so that they can go in and be part of this big plan. And then maybe at the end, they do get to the facility itself and get this. But these kids are definitely in on the plan, or at least the strays oh, yeah. and stuff. But I like that. And sometimes Ram V, he gets a little too intricate with some of the bits of the plan or some of the, you know, the things that aren't necessarily needed fully. I think that he does a good job. I was worried because we end up having a character seemingly out of nowhere there to check out how these things are going and how, you know, that she's going to report back to the magistrate. But by the end, you see that that's actually Talia as well. So you're going to have probably a run-in to go get bruce wayne you know what i'm actually kind of mad that it was talia dan even though it's a great reveal for this character who is a gotham city council liaison to see the good works to try to be an inspector to a degree for the good works that this this agent of the magistrate is doing i really wanted her to be a real person because all of this falls fucking down for this guy. This guy did oh, this giant guy's Nazi looking dude. I felt bad for and him, I actually. Did. Why am I feeling bad for a Nazi he, guy? What is wrong with I, I'm you? I'm just like, saying, not that, but... I wanted her to report back and say, this guy is stupid. <laughs> he just got this entire <laughs> well, train taken out. he's stupid this, anyway. Lock him up in that holding uh, cell with all the he's villains gonna be, and stuff like that. If he survives this, he's going to be executed. And I thought, like, not that I felt bad for him, but I'm thinking of the idea, like, it had to be his train, right? Well, what about the next guy? That would have been two days later or whatnot. The, the funny thing about this, and I think it's such a good misdirect. Look at this, what he's wearing. I mean, Even seriously. The guy was, this is a cyberpunk yeah, this Nazi. guy is nonstop. I mean, if he isn't a Nazi, he's just a member of the Empire. I mean, he really is. He is. After this, he's going to go and check on the construction of the Death Star. Like, even the weird, like, kind of almost the welding goggle glasses that he's wearing. It's almost very Mr. Freeze-esque. And nobody who just wears them as a fashion statement is a good Anybody guy. Anybody who has those, like, barcode type thing like the empires i yeah, like yeah. i don't see any of the others like that this guy has gone over at the top with this he looks evil they do a really good job otto schmidt does a great job of making this guy just he's pure evil 
the big dupe here, and I think that this is something where a lot of people love Ram V, and sometimes we get a little bored, and sometimes, like I said, he gives a little too info. But the idea that you're there and you see, you know, they're they're going to try to get somebody. They're going to try to break out something here. There's some you don't get. But when they end up going and it's onomatopoeia at first and you're like, oh, onomatopoeia. All right. How disappointing is it when you're like, oh, my God, Bruce Wayne is on here and Catwoman's going to go and rescue Bruce Wayne before he gets transported out of the city. And when they open the door, it's onomatopoeia. Yeah. I'm like, it's such a ooh. great misdirect because you're like. Oh, really? Like, that's what we're dealing with. I, don't Tony, I am so disappointed at this point until you actually get to see that Bruce Wayne is also yeah, on this it's train. It's such a great deal where you end up, like I said, it's almost like a, a phony, like cliffhanger. Oh, and then, oh my God. It makes it that much. It's, it's so well played in a, a issue that flies by, but it's supposed to because it's this, it's, there's a time limit. They're there on this train. You even have the set where at one point you have the magnetic deal going and it's all magnetized. That's where Selena can go and jump on and magnetize herself. Oh, Selena's so ma- new magnetized suit to make sure she could jump and on the I train. I like it. And there. then she only has a certain amount of time before it gets this bridge. It'll demagnetize. She's got to get minutes. in. And then from there, they have to go and she sets everything in motion where she has set up the idea of the strays there. They're going to go and cause a problem. I need to go to the bathroom. Ah, I'm trying to get up. And then at the one point, it doesn't look like Selena's going to get there in time to save the stray. And he's even like, please open the door and be there, be there. And she is. And she, But she's with Anima. And it's really well played out. It's really a, and then that evil Nazi, he gets even worse. I mean, he just turns into a complete and utter disaster and he is pissed. He's trying then, he realizes he's in big trouble. So he ends up, he's going to do his own thing. He's going off. You have Talia there in disguise as this person there to kind of give him a little, you know, rating, doing the performance deal to send back to the magistrate. The minute that she's alone. Is it yeah, yeah. And the re, when she is alone with the guard who's supposed to take her around and show her around things and protect her. And she just runs a knife right through his throat. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, like I wouldn't worry about it, miss. The captain will handle it. And we could just call in a peacekeeper if it gets out of hand in any case i'll be staying by your side to ensure your safety oh how unfortunate and just pulls out a knife and, and, and kills you know him right there i'm like this. that's such a great you know reveal why i love this because it's not the reveal yet and since we got that stupid onomatopoeia i'm starting to think that this is just nonsense or i'm thinking oh my god what are they going to say like well, maggie the came is, to was ever to help or well, something weird like onomatopoeia that onomatopoeia was disappointing because I, I was hoping that she got to bruce wayne kind of thing that's what i'm expecting so it's onomatopoeia that's disappointing but He's really badass in this whole thing. Even to stop the, you know, make his own mask with, you know, drawn in blood from one of the clothes and stuff like that. And just going through and doing all his sound effects that he always does. He was a fun distraction. Not even distraction, but a fun add-on to the series that I didn't even know I needed to. It was a great train robbery. But then to add Talia Al Ghul doing her own thing on the train, which Selena just happens to be on. I'm like, there's a lot that's, of cool that's stuff That's why I really like it issue. because when she ends up stabbing the guard through – and then, you know, she and it's revealed because you think that, OK, who is this that's in with Catwoman? You think that this is somebody Selena's also set up. We've seen her set up all these things. And when it's tall, you're like, oh, shit, they're going to run into each other with Bruce. This is going to be very awkward where you end up having Talia and Selena. Probably one of the last times they met, they 
they pretty much fought, uh, you know, before the wedding. Yeah, and a lot of things. I don't know. I don't years. think that they're going to be running around with each other anywhere. And but like you said to me before we got on the idea that she might be here because more than anything, she wants to know where her son is and what's going on with that. So even if Catwoman does show up and it's you know the, the great love of Batman and Catwoman, I don't think Talia even cares no, I, about and that's Bruce the thing. or anything. I think that it's going to be awkward, but they're going to team up to get him out of there. there there's no way that they're going to start fighting with each other. Whatever they'll go like oh, no, you, no. you. I'd like and if they do, could be very disappointing. They said that, but I, don't need that I really, shit. really hope that Talia is there to find out what is going on with Damien because we haven't seen and him. Because that'll be a great and lead into had, something next with Damien. Robin Eternal with and Damien and never continued. So I hope that that's the case. I hope that she's there and we think that, oh my God. And when he, and when he, when Jim says that we had Robin Eternal and then Damien, that's what Tim was saying talking about all the Bat family. And then there was Damien dot, dot, dot. We never got no, into we never it. Were told. We can't wait to find out what Damien's up to He's as a magistrate. The how crazy it's going to be. He's no, not. But yeah, I really hope that that's the case. And I think that it might be. But yeah, they finally do get to Bruce Wayne and, you know, hey, can you hear me? It's me, Talia, and then reveals herself. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool reveal at the end. Even if you want to just go with, oh, no, it's going to be awkward and stuff like that. But I do like the way it played out. And it was really well paced. I mean, paced, it was just balls to the wall from the beginning. And like you said, when you get to Onomatopoeia and you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be Bruce Wayne. Yet then, uh, then, then onomatopoeia is so Holy cool. Shit, I need more that's, that was the best. I mean, there were like three <laughs> times in this where I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is even better than, oh, oh my god, this is, and I, I really liked it. I really liked it. And again, if you are listening to this because you're like, hey, I'm not dealing with the future state, I'll see what they say or whatever. You don't need to know. This is a fun issue, even without the future state deal. Yeah, it's part oh, of totally. future state, and it's giving us some stuff. But this is just a pretty cool. Even action if this was deal. a writer's workshop thing where it didn't have any continuity, anything working against stuff, it's just a fun issue. It would have been perfect for those back if you had read the writers' workshops and Eric will know it because you'd always end with that cliffhanger that you'll never get anything from. Oh, but yeah. it was always like, oh my god, that would have been perfect. Ooh, that would have been perfect. Tell you, and then we'd never get back to it. Those writer Bruce. workshop deals. So I really, really liked it. And because of that, Eric, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10, just like I gave Nightwing. Nice. Uh, what would you give it? I would give this an eight out of 10 because while I did enjoy this issue, there was a lot of things about the motivation and stuff like that I wanted to know more of. And I know this is like the normal thing for a future state where we've just plopped right into the middle of something. But this whole thing, I just wanted more. And like I said, the idea where we can have Talia show up in a visor and a wig and get past all the magistrate, you know, checkpoints and stuff like that, just that simply. I just think that they're playing the there. word it's, it's a great of, reveal, you know, league and stuff that they can always pay. But yeah, it's but you real, do. But it's a really fun yeah. issue, though, with eight out yeah, of ten. And it's funny around. with that, with um, with these, when you get into this, yeah, there's things that I want to know more of. But a lot of the stuff I want to know more of is because it seems cool. And, and you know, I'd like yeah. to see Talia going through things. But, yeah, you don't have enough room for that. But I like these issues where you go and you're not sitting there and go, oh, my God, where are the strays? Because they're there. You even have Leo. You have all these characters that you are got supposed shoes, to. shoes, skid mark, yeah. Leo. Yeah, they're, they're all, all there. there. So you just like, okay. And it's poor unfortunate I know. And it's, it's a weird deal with this where a lot of these writers seem to think that they have to over-explain what happened. Like you said, you want to know what Talia did. But the idea of the strays are a little older but they're here that's enough and they go forward with it and you know the connection and stuff if you're reading catwoman i think that ram v does a really good job of just going with the flow of a story that that is really really a fun action story but what is what is is your book of the week 
Oh, my book of the week is Nightwing. Yeah, mine ended up being a Future mine's State a weird Nightwing. deal. Mine ended up being it was Nightwing, and then Catwoman. I'm thinking to myself, man, I should have given that Nightwing like a nine three. So then I could, because I didn't know how much I was actually going to enjoy Catwoman after we talked about it, but it, it equals out, and I like it. Nightwing, I think, is a little more important to the overall deal, especially the bad books, but Catwoman's just fun. Says you, this one's Catwoman's got the Bruce just Wayne's. fun, and it does. I, I, that's huge. And you see Talia, where, like all that. So I'm going full, you know, combo, Catwoman, Nightwing. Future State, as nice. you said, Eric. So yeah, and everybody should check out. Oh, wow. Everybody, Future everybody State, should say, Well, I'm glad that usually at the end we're like, oh man, we got to talk about these. Thank God we had these at the end so we could pick up our spirits. But what are we going to p- get our spirits picked up for next week, Eric? And I don't mean ghost hunting. <laughs> I don't mean we're going out and getting to ecto coolers. I was going to do some ghost hunting last night. I walked past the cemetery at this one point, though. There was already a lady who was holding on to the like the stone wall around the cemetery, wearing this really bl- like big black shawl. And I kind of scared her. I'm like, All right, you know what? I don't want to be around her. Like this area, if she's going to be around yeah. here. Well, Eric, if I die, I want you to ghost hunt my ass, okay? And I in a sexy way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can ghost hunt. This is what we're going to have a Ouija board and the freaking planchets. It's going to be a big old. Damn. Right. Oh, the my. That's my kind of party. I didn't know we were having mashed potatoes, Eric. But here we go with what's going to be next it's week. We say. end up next week. We have a bunch of books, Eric. Did you realize this? That DC has a lot of books coming out. Is it a bunch? There's, there's a lot. They, they like the comic books, right? Isn't that what they're trying to pull? What's wrong with you? I ended up looking at that one deal, and now it's not giving me the list. All right, Eric. Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I ended up looking at something I was telling. All right. We got Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number four, Eric. I would believe that'll be on the Friday night uh, comic book club. There's a show that has seven names. Seven names that show has. Future State Aquaman, number one. We'll get Andy in that. That's pretty cool, right? I actually look forward to that a lot. Uh, Future State Batman Superman, number one. Gene Luen Yang, who's going to be taking over Batman Superman in March, is doing that. Do you know anything about that off the top of your head? Because I don't. No, Eric, I don't know anything about it, except that somebody had told me. Somebody actually said that it's a little weird, like it's like – like an anthology, I don't know. Not an anthology, but the way the story. Somebody said something was a little weird with it, but we like Gene Luen Yang. So we got that. Future St- Eric's checking it out. Future State Dark Detective number two. We'll see if Mariko Tamaki can give us a little more story in that first part. Well, I care more about Grifter. Come on. Yeah, but I don't. I Isn't that the one where Grifter isn't going to be in the. Yeah, oh, you know what be. it is. I think Shit. I think this one's a Red Hood backup, which is important because we were told, ah, well, yeah, we were told that, that Red Hood there, is yeah. on the side of the magistrates. Future State Legion of Superheroes. So weird. I'm just looking right now. It's the Batman Superman takes place in the 2025 range. I'm like, how is that okay, going to work? That's weird. Future State <laughs> Legion of Superheroes, number one. Eric, you like that? You want that? Bendis is only no. Bendis and Rosmo, Eric's dream team. That's the thing is, it's it's Legion of Superheroes in their normal time. I'm like, so is this just the uh, an extra issue to the Legion of Superheroes run, not doing anything with anything? We may not ever find out, Eric. <laughs> I'm not sure. Future <laughs> State Suicide Squad number one, a book I forgot completely about, and I'm looking forward to that. Future State Superman versus Imperious Lex number one, Eric. You you Ooh, looking wee. forward to that three part? I am actually. That's I love that's good all you. Story. Well, are you looking forward to this one? It is Mark Russell. Me know. and him. I have a me and Mark Russell. We we have an ongoing feud, Eric. I just want to tell him. Oh yeah, does he know? About no, it? I'm not, I'm telling him now. 
him okay. and Tim Sheridan better be on on watch for me. You also have yeah, things that we don't talk about, but if you are picking up these Joker, Harley, Criminal, Sanity, number seven, Strange Adventures, number eight, Last God, number 12, and the other history of the DC Universe, number two. Those are things that you can get at your local shop or online, Eric, if you wish, it, it digitally oh, or maybe <laughs> even ordering this the thing so itself. You, you really worried about that? All right. Well, that's it. I was about to go to the grocery store to go try to get me some and, comics. And what I thought, where I say, like, I'm reading the, the next Batman, and I get to the end, and there's those backups, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm now I'm down. I'm not. Actually, I'm not this, this. this podcast did the reverse. We ended up talking about two really good issues at the end. I'm fired up. I want more. I, I can't. I actually will tell you, I can't wait till next week to see some of these because we have a bunch that we've been looking forward to, even if it is just a dark detective backup with Red Hood. But Aquaman, Suicide Squad, I'm fired up for. Superman versus Imperious Lex, even though me and Mark Russell, I don't know, you know, we have a feud. But I, I'm looking yeah. forward to all that stuff. And the thing is, you say that, and I'm like, I was really looking forward to that. I had no idea off the top of my head that Mark Russell was doing it. I'm not looking forward it does to it, put it down, right? Anymore. Because I know he's going to do some weird things and not actually going to tell a story about the things you're going to get some social commentary. You're probably because it's the future. That's all you're going to get. With the future, he's going to go with the over the top like uh, consumerism. I'm telling you, and then add in Lex. I but remember, I think that this story. is the deal where you're going to Lexor as well and all that stuff. So we'll see what's yeah. going on. It seems like it might be okay. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But if you want to listen to all this stuff, obviously, you'd have to go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, because two of the books that we talked about will be on the Patreon only, Patreon exclusive, Patreon only, Eric. <laughs> Spotlight. I just was wait. I just right. wanted you to laugh. I was waiting for you to laugh. But that the way it's set up now, you go, you go on the pitch and you get a spotlight show on Thursday. And the spotlight shows have usually now been about an hour and a half. They usually take a while. Then on Friday, you get the Friday night club deal. And then on Saturday, if you're on the Patreon, Thank you right, get the regular Friday. you got a lot in a row. You got a lot of you know, podcast, Eric. So go over to patreon.com slash weird science exclusive only. Right. Exclusive. But hey, everybody, that is it. That is I'm, I'm very excited about all this. And I believe that I might try to do at the end of this month something on the Patreon of kind of like, hey, here's the first month what I thought about all the books and everything in general. Usually it'll be me griping about stuff, too. I'm sure that I'll bring up that I want the timeline in the books and things like that. But with all that, I'm probably going to do something along the way. But, Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We Keep it weird, weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. How dare you? Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the regular books. Head up to potential futures with all new looks. But I'm looking forward to march back to the regular DC line. When I leave future state behind. I've seen all the Batman stuff with the peacekeepers and the magistrate. I don't mind the next Batman, but he isn't great. But I need a 
the regular books And I don't want to waste more time So I'll leave future state behind 